So I don't have carbs or sugar or pop or anything good. So I don't have anything in me besides fat, and I don't get, like, gassy off fat, so... I don't know. A buddy I worked with was on like a super high protein diet and his farts smelled like death. Really? That's oh. interesting to me. Oh, it was unbelievable. We we would like argue as to who was going to have this guy in the car. And if we were <laughs> staying at a hotel, we would pay for our own room because we didn't want to be in the room with him. <laughs> That's what my buddies do when we go on vacation. They don't want to <laughs> they don't want to be in the same room with me. Oh, I had the fattest man meal. All right, since you're on a low, no-carb, whatever diet, let me tell you about this horrific thing that I ate. Okay. And just ate for lunch. Uh, it was called, what did the lady call it? It was a penne alla vodka meat lovers. <laughs> and I go, <laughs> I'm like, what does that mean? And she goes, it's it's meatball, sausage, uh, bacon, and hot cherry peppers. And I'm like, oh my god. On what? Like, is it uh, a sandwich? Penne a la vodka. Like, penne pasta and a vodka sauce. Oh my god. <laughs> so it was all cream and cheese Oh, that and sounds amazing. Uh, it. I felt so disgusting <laughs> after eating this, but it tasted so good. And of course, I just ate it for lunch. Wow. The leftovers. Oh my god, dude. So it was a big portion? It was huge, obviously, because why wouldn't it be? <laughs> yeah, it was this place that we used, it was our go-to, like, uh, bar near our house, and we would always go there to watch, like, uh, football games or whatever we don't get on TV, and they, it used to be called Pies and Pints, but apparently that name is copyrighted by some chain in South Carolina or something. What? So they contacted this guy who had opened three pies and pints, and they were like, you can't use that name. <laughs> That's our name. And he's like, oh, I don't think I was. And they're like, yeah, yeah, you definitely were. So he he shut down this restaurant and then reopened it with a different name, and he upscaled the menu a little bit. But then I think he downscaled it by putting this meat lover's dish on it. <laughs> I don't know. If people like you were buying it and it's doing well. Oh, God. Yeah, I was like, well, let me see. I could either get the um, pecan encrusted salmon, or Ooh. I could get the bowl of fat and pasta. Absolutely, fat and pasta. Absolutely, <laughs> there is no, there is no debate. Dude, I, where am I at now? I'm on four pages of notes. I am more prepared for this episode than I've been for any other one, I think. <laughs> That's good. I've got two uh, windows open of an IMDb IMDb <laughs> page each. <laughs> oh, I forgot <laughs> to watch that dumb trailer. Oh, I'm the you worst. son of a bitch. That's I know. Right. Yeah, you're not missing much. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, it's a funny idea, but... Yeah. Okay, let's see here. Uh, Alright, I got all my shit written down. Alright, you ready to go? Yeah, sure. Welcome to All You Need Is Blood, the UHM Horror Podcast, with your hosts, Ryan, Shane, and Mike.
All right, everybody, welcome to All You Need Is Blood, the UHM Horror Movies Podcast. This is episode 72. I'm your host, Ryan Tudelo, and joining me today is my co-host, Mike Whittemore. Mike, how's it going? It's going well. How about yourself? Uh, I'm feeling fat and lethargic. Good. That's how it Good. should yes, be. Yes, exactly. So, uh, on the podcast, we like to discuss horror movies, uh, talk shit to each other, and various other nonsense, including, but not limited to, music, movies, games, comics, <clears throat> whatever else happens to come up. Uh, we're the official podcast of UpcomingHorrorMovies.com. If you want to get in touch with the podcast, hit us up on Gmail, allyouneedisbloodpod at gmail.com. Our Facebook group, All You Need Is Blood. Uh, the Instagram account, All You Need Is Blood Podcast. And if you're listening to us, it's probably on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and maybe something else. Just type in All You Need Is Blood, subscribe. And I've been told I'm supposed to tell people to leave reviews and likes and whatever that is. For what? So... I don't know. iTunes, I guess. I have no idea. I've Isn't never... iTunes shutting down? Well, whatever it is. Apple Podcasts. I can't <laughs> keep track of this shit. If you're listening to it on an iPhone, you got it somehow. <laughs> if you are able to leave a review, I'm sure we would appreciate it. Yeah. You know, I did. <laughs> I did go a lot. The last time I logged into iTunes was probably like a year or two ago because I had to check something on the account. There was like an update that it needed. It needed like, um, I don't know. You know, check this box to make sure it's okay or something. New policies or whatever. So I go on there and I saw there was a review on the podcast. And it was like <laughs> on one of our earliest episodes. Oh, no. And the review said, the sound quality is terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I think at one point, either you or me, I know I was, but like we were using like a rock band mic. Yeah. So, I mean, that kind of explains it. Yep, yep. I'm like, oh, a USB mic. Hey, I've got a USB mic. Yeah. <laughs> I'll plug that right in. Oh, my God, it works. <laughs> that's good. At least they left a review. You know, it's... it's yeah, sure. It helps. So all of you leave, leave a review wherever you can, I guess. I don't know. Just whatever. Do it or don't do it. I'm still going to be recording this thing, I guess. It doesn't really matter. Yeah, I don't think it really... We'll take the criticism, but who knows if we'll follow it or Sure. Not. Oh, yeah. I mean, did take it. I think we improved our audio a decent amount. Yeah. It's no longer offensive when I listen to it and, and re-edit it and stuff, you know? That's good. If it's not offensive to you, then... Oh, the content is. Oh, I see. That's a completely different story. <laughs> That's garbage. Don't get me wrong. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. All right, Mike. So, let's see what's been going on since last time. You be getting into anything good? Um... I have been working, and I have we had E3 this last weekend, which oh, yeah. I'm sure we'll talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, I have finished playing uh, Nino Kuni 2 for PlayStation 4, which I can't recommend enough. A lot of people say the first Nino Kuni is way better, but I never played it, and I only played this one, and it was phenomenal. Um, if you don't know what Nino Kuni is, it's the Studio Ghibli who makes all those... Japanese Disney movies like Spirited Away and mm-hmm. um, Porco Rosso and all them, they made a video game called Nino Kuni. And it was apparently fantastic. Val loves it. And uh, Val messaged me because I watched her play the sequel a little bit. And she's like, hey, I found the steel book for Nino Kuni 2 for $17. Do you want me to get it? Wow. Yes. So I picked it up and I put like, I put like 80 hours into it because there's like castle building like you got to build up your uh your um what the hell your kingdom 
and you have to like you have to do battles and people try attacking your kingdom and it's it's like really awesome JRPG. And uh, oh, it's a J- it sounded like a uh, a real time strategy. It's a JRPG. Yeah, it's a JRPG, but there's there's RTS elements to it, like especially when people are um, attacking your kingdom and stuff. It's not the hardest game in the world, but it's it's super big. Uh, it's a lot of fun. It's it's a lot of fun. I was really shocked because you have to you have to talk people into joining your kingdom and when they join your join your kingdom they offer different jobs and to boost your kingdom like money like your economy and you have to uh put them in specific buildings and they boost certain elements of your powers or your kingdom's like defense and stuff but that's like just a minor thing to it the rest of the game is you it's a jrpg like there's like monsters in the wild and you go up to them and you level up and there's a whole big story to it. It's, it's great. It's a great game. Um, so I beat that and now I'm on to hollow Knight, which I heard amazing things about. Yeah. And I've heard so many good things about that. You know, what? I, oh, I don't have this computer open. I was going to say, I wonder if I own that. Yeah. Like I've been, I've been pushing it off for quite some time. I never really knew what it was. Um, so I downloaded it because it just hit Game Pass, so it's free for me for Xbox. And I was like, "Fuck it!" So I downloaded it, and it, it's cool. Like I didn't know it was gonna be like a a, um, a Mega Man style game. Like mm-hmm. it's a kind of you kind of can go wherever you want, but you need certain powers to get past certain enemies and stuff. I'm very early on with it, but that seems pretty fun. And this weekend I was gonna uh, replay Doom because I never finished it, so I wanted to play doom before i get that amazing collector's edition and um other than that i've been just working a lot you're talking the collector's edition of doom eternal correct with okay. the helmet which i will be wearing while i play <laughs> the new one is is it gonna actually fit someone's head or is it like that halo helmet they had a while back where it was way too tiny for anyone <laughs> at the e3 thing they showed somebody wearing it but i mean if bethesda's got their like fingers into it who knows if i'll be getting the helmet actually yeah right you're gonna get the the burlap sack right from fallout or whatever but it was what i'm excited about is the steelbook artwork is being um designed by mondo and, really yeah which if you're not familiar with mondo they do a ton of of amazing movie posters specifically they do a lot of horror so they got an artist from mondo and they're uh they're working on the the artwork for the steelbook and it looks badass so i'm i'm really excited for that it's like those kind of collector's editions i'm really excited about and then you have the collector's edition for final fantasy 7 which is uh 350 dollars and the only The only difference between the collector's edition of that and the deluxe version of that is just the statue. And the deluxe version is $79. Oh, so, my God. So my buddy, who's a hardcore Final Fantasy fan, was like, oh, yeah, I pre-ordered the collector's edition. I'm like, did you see the differences? He's like, no. I told him and he canceled it. He's like, I'm just going to get the deluxe. I don't give a shit about that. The statue. It's like, does it really worth that much money? Like, come on. Jesus. So, uh, so yeah, I've just been uh, gaming, uh, working, doing homework. I'm doing the bare minimum to to live, I suppose. Yep. I got one more what? year in my uh, apprenticeship, thank God. So, one more year of stress, and I'll be out of that. Yeah, that's about so it. How long until you get to take on an apprentice? What do you mean? 
<laughs> until <laughs> until that you'll have an apprentice under you. Well, this isn't like a Star Wars thing. I don't have like apprentice what does with that me. Mean? I don't That's have like Star Wars thing. <laughs> I don't have an apprentice with me at all times. But it's like uh, I uh, you do two year for my my union. It's local three ninety nine. So Chicago operating engineers, and you do two years as an apprenticeship at a right. building, and then you take your boiler exam. You pass mm-hmm. that, and then your resume goes out, and you get a different. You get calls back. You get job leads, and then you go somewhere else as like a normal operating engineer for much more than what i'm making now so nice yeah good yeah. stuff especially if you get to overtime in those jobs those guys rake it in oh i know my uh my buddy i work with he gets paid quite a bit and uh sometimes he has to stay for like a double shift my place sucks doesn't really offer that much overtime but when he does he makes like 500 bucks in one day yeah it's like yeah. ridiculous yep it's fucking awesome and my my hobbies are expensive. I need this job. I need to buy more video games and movies, and <laughs> you know. Hey, you're preaching to the choir, dude. I've been looking up some some new PC parts. I'm like, ooh, I can upgrade the PC. Doom yep. Eternal. Mm. If you uh, if you yeah, you use Reddit. You ever go to Battle Stations? Dude, of course, every day. It's like, good <laughs> Lord. it's like they gives me more and more motivation. If you're listening. Well, that's the- you don't That's know, the problem. Yeah, if you don't know what battle stations are, it's just people take pictures of their their PCs and their computers and their like and their these rooms that they like designate like a gaming room, and it's just they're so beautiful. So, yeah. Yeah, that's the problem, especially when I have like like I have a good income and I don't have like kids or anything to waste money on. So I'm like, oh, I could I could buy ridiculous things. And I'm like, I probably shouldn't. <laughs> I'm looking online <laughs> and I found a fourteen hundred dollar motherboard, buy which they which a really really nice one will usually cost around three hundred dollars. Yeah, buy it, <laughs> just buy it. I'm like, ooh, look at that motherboard, but yeah. Yeah, it's it's trouble, man. I, I hear you. Those high expense uh, hobbies or whatever you want to call them. If Val was looking at a Bloodborne statue for like eight hundred dollars, I'm like Val, I'm like you, <laughs> like you work at UPS. You got to wait. Come. How big? It's like I think it was like fifteen or sixteen inches or something. Oh no! If it was full size, absolutely all day, every day. I, don't know, I was by a certain like company that like specializes in video game statues, and it was like maybe it was bigger. I don't know, but I was like, you can't do that. She's no. still she's still going to school for welding and everything. After you get your welding job, you start making yeah, right. money. It's like that's different, but don't do it now, please. Yeah, that, that, that's like one one night of overtime. Exactly. <laughs> now I can get that bloodborne statue. You know what happens, and I hate to tell you guys this, what ends up happening when you buy all this shit, you have to have a place to keep it, mm-hmm. and once you run out of space, you're like, this sucks, you start like stacking shit on top of oh, each that's other. that's terrible. I know, like, my movie collection is about to break, it's at the limit of this room that I keep it in, I have filled the room, like every wall. You need to get a bigger I, house, then. That's what we're looking at. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's dedication. See, that's that's my goal. Like right now, I'm single. I have no kids. I'm about to get a really good career. It's like I want to keep it this way for as long as I can. And then a few years, you hold out, you get some cash, spend it really stupidly. Yeah, that's that's the dream, you know. Mm. Nice. All right. So let's see. What have I been getting into? Oh, last week I watched The Man Who Killed Hitler and then Bigfoot. Oh, it was good. Uh, yeah, I know we mentioned it on the podcast, but I don't think we talked about it before. That movie was fantastic. I was so pleasantly surprised. Like, 
despite having the insane title that it does, it is not goofy. Okay, there's one goofy scene. But other than that one scene, the whole movie is completely serious. It's more of a drama than anything else. Sam Elliott's awesome in it. I mean, I really liked it, and I even tricked Elisa into watching it. <laughs> she goes, what are we watching? I'm like, it's a movie called The Man That Killed Hitler. And then I stopped speaking. Yeah, well, yeah. And she, and she goes, oh, great. So we put it on. She's like, oh, this is pretty interesting. And then the Bigfoot stuff starts happening, and she goes, you son of a bitch. Did you make me watch a Bigfoot movie? <laughs> You always do this. <laughs> <laughs> it's always a Bigfoot movie. <laughs> oh, fuck. But, you know, that was great. Uh, I love that one. Uh, I started watching Castle Rock. It's a TV show. It's on Hulu. And it is, it's about essentially, well, Castle Rock, Maine, the Stephen King town that he puts in a lot of his stories. Oh, okay. It's about a story going on in that town. And he used the the writers use a lot of Stephen King elements and characters and stuff, and it'll be like, oh, this is like, like there's a one girl named uh, Jackie Torrance, and Jack Torrance is the guy from The Shining. So it'll be like, oh, it's you know apparently a relative of his somehow. Uh. And then there's like well, a good portion of the show actually takes place at Shawshank, um, because a lot of the plot points go around there, and it's it's pretty interesting. Like you kind of don't know what's really going on, you know, a few episodes in, but it's one of those shows where the plot starts to expand a little bit, and once you feel comfortable with some of the characters, you're like, oh, I see what's happening, this guy was doing this, because this thing's evil, and this lady's got this powers, so it's pretty cool, and uh, what's his face, Bill Skarsgård, that plays Pennywise in the new It films, uh, he's in it as a different character, but one of the main characters in the show. So he's not wearing any of the makeup or anything. That's pretty neat. But yeah, it's good. I, I like it. I'd say if you, if you got Hulu, it's definitely worth watching. Yeah, I have Hulu. And Val and I watch MasterChef Junior because that's what we do. Oh, and uh, and uh, dude, those commercials are rough. And I refuse to pay for uh, for no commercials. It's like I'm in the same boat, dude. It's, it's a dollar a month. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I could take the shitty commercials for a dollar a month. It's like Master Chef Junior has like five commercials in it, all at seventy seconds, all the same commercials every single time. I'm about yeah. ready to pull my brains out, but I want to see those kids cook. So, <laughs> fucking Master Chef. <laughs> oh shit! All right, what else have I been doing here? Let's see. Um, did that? Did that? Oh, I got my first platinum trophy on PlayStation, Mike. Oh yeah, I so saw you got Spider Man, right? Spider Man, yeah. It was one of those things that I had downloaded the DLC, and as I was cranking my way through the DLC, I was like, oh, I wonder how far I am in the achievements. Because when you go in the DLC, you still get other achievements, right. like I don't know, you know, whatever to build your Spider Man character. Uh, and then I, uh, so I went and I checked and I was four achievements away from platinum and I'm like, holy shit. All right. I better look, look up what these are. And they were so dumb. It was like, you had to like go visit uncle Ben's grave, but it's not something that's like marked anywhere. So you have to kind of walk around the cemetery until you find it. Like, I'm like, oh, that was a dumb achievement. And like a, a few of them were just like that. It wasn't something like I needed to go out and, you know, kill 30,000 right. guys on hard mode. It was like, just go to this place and do this thing. So I knocked that out in like 20 minutes, and I'm like, holy shit, Platinum, yes! <laughs> there are a few games that I've got all the achievements for on Xbox. Like Fallout mm -hmm. 4, I got everything for, all the DLC, everything. I think I put I put like over 100 hours into it. Sleeping Dogs, a South Park sequel. It's like, I like the idea. South Park? Yeah, um, 
The newest one that came out. Oh, I thought you said Sleeping Dogs, the South Park sequel. Oh. <laughs> I'm like, wait, I haven't played Sleeping Dogs, but maybe I need to. Sleeping Dogs <laughs> took forever to get. But uh, I, I like the idea of trophies and achievements. And I know Steam's got them, too, if you're a PC gamer. Because it's like I feel like there's something to go back to and like work for, even after you've completed the main game. So... A lot of people don't really care for them, but I mean, I think they're they're pretty neat. Just for like that reason, like Spider-Man, you would have never have known about you know, Uncle Ben's grave, I guess. But yeah, right, you know, right, but. something stupid. But like, uh, yeah, and and stuff like that, I don't mind because I ended up unlocking all the rest of the achievements just by playing the game. Yeah, you know, I wasn't trying to go after something. It was just like, oh, all the others just sort of happened. Yeah, so I kind of like that. Yeah, I don't know. That's about it. I've been working and doing a bunch of other dumb shit. Stuff that I'm sick of. Okay. But. <laughs> uh, nice. Nice. All right, so what do you want to talk about? Do you want to go into some trailers? you want to talk about E3? Uh, Let's do, I would say we'll do E3 first, and then we can move trailers and then to the regular movies. All right, that sounds good. So you're the king of E3, Mike. Every year. <laughs> Am I? <laughs> You yeah, are. I, I swear to God, I don't know anyone else that does this. You watch E3, basically the whole fucking thing, and you, a lot for most of it, you write down like notes and all kinds of stuff and put it on the UHM message board, and then link every fucking trailer that gets shown. Yeah, well, like I know there's people that you know work for a living, so they can't see you know E3 and all the trailers, and it kind of sucks because you go on YouTube a little while after, and there's like a hundred videos and you don't know which trailer is which and it's just like ugh and you yeah, don't want to watch them are, a lot of them are reaction videos yeah and there's like people narrating and they're like uh i saw one i was trying to link and they're like well we're not gonna spoil it uh and it was like for the this new smash brothers character they're like uh we're not gonna say anything uh, i swear what? we're not and it's like while they're like watching it they're talking it's like shut up i don't care about any of you and they have like a, a live chat going. I'm like, who are you? Like, what are you trying to do here? And no one cares about you. But uh, yeah, like I so I I go on like minutes after uh, they're aired on uh, E3, and I go on YouTube and I find the actual trailer and I link it. So I'm trying to have like a collection of everything that they was that was announced, and I'll even you know I'll double link them. And I'll say like. You know, the EA one, usually. They're the Ubisoft uh, conference, and I'll link everything they announced, and blah, blah, blah. So, I, I just try to help people out, you know, so. Yeah, it's good stuff. So, what, what stood out in your mind this year? Oh, man. Okay, so, if we're going, like, in order, uh, The Outer Worlds looks awesome. Uh, it's an Obsidian Fallout-like RPG. Okay, yeah, yeah, I, I've seen a trailer for that. And, um... PC people are pissed because now it's an Epic exclusive for on the Epic Store. Oh, fucking Epic Store. I know. Fuck the Epic Store. And uh, but the Outer Worlds looks awesome, and they've uh, they've made one of the better Fallout games, which is Fallout New Vegas. Obsidian did that, and um, this looks like the answer to Fallout seventy six. People were saying, "Well, Bethesda announced Fallout seventy six, and that was a flop." So now Obsidian's like, "Well, we're gonna make a Fallout like game called The Outer Worlds. It's just gonna totally blow you guys away." Um, they, they announced that, uh, and the Microsoft one, they did Ori and the Will of the Wisps, which I'm really excited for because the first Ori in the Blind Forest was fantastic. Up there is one of the best platformers I've ever played. Um, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order looks awesome. 
I'm not really convinced on being the kid from uh, Shameless, but whatever. <laughs> um, the Blair Witch game, which Val and I looked at each other and were like, why is this a thing? But they're making... I, that is the weirdest <laughs> one, man. Like, that trailer alone. I, 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 it, it seems... It seems like a game I'd love to play for like forty five minutes, and then be like, All right, "I'm done with this." Yeah, but it's it's kind of cool that they're doing it. You know, like it's a prequel, I'm assuming, and you have a dog with you, which reminds me of all those you know Konami games like Haunting Ground shit that like incorporate dogs in the, into uh, horror games, which is cool. Val was like, "I'm buying it because she's super into survival horror." So yeah, right. Uh, Cyberpunk 2077, which looks oh, awesome. Big, big showing, big showing. Which looks cool. See, the, the interesting part about that is they've been hyping that game up for years. Oh yeah. So you know to see some. I mean, actually, have was there any gameplay gameplay trailers? I didn't even watch any. Uh, I think there was some gameplay trailer. Like I try to avoid stuff like that. I don't really link the gameplay ones i will if they show it during e3 but if it's like a post e3 like gameplay yeah. thing i'm like eh, i'll just wait till the game comes out right but uh but that looks yeah that looks good yeah plus keanu reeves is gonna be in it was no i i did not look this up uh was the main guy uh what's his face from breaking bad oh i'm not sure i don't think it is no it sounded kind of like him. it sounds I just, I like him. it kind of sure. looks like him but i don't think it is okay um, they also announced Battletoads, or a remake of Battletoads, which looks like a mobile game. I don't know, really. It looks, I'm going to say it, Mike, it look, doesn't look good. Um, and I love those, like, you know, beat-em-up, yeah. uh, side-scrolling type games, you know, like Double Dragon or back-in-the-day Castle Crashers. Oh, yeah. <sighs> I don't know, man. This It doesn't do it for me. I, I don't know if it's the art style or just the fact that it's three players. You're like, come on, just make another fucking Toad. Who gives a shit? Agreed. Like, I, I don't know what they're trying to go for, but I don't... It, it kind of bugs me. Like, that kind of style, like, just... I don't like mobile games. I'm not a huge mobile game guy besides one I'm playing now. But, I'm, but uh... <laughs> <laughs> I play I played a good amount of Solitaire, I'll tell you. Yeah, but, I, like, I don't know. I don't know what they're trying to go for with this. It's not really... It seems like a game that you'd play for like an hour and then beat and then just never play again. So I don't know. They're going really hard with that nostalgia feeling, you know? Yeah. You know, like if one of my buddies came over and like we played two player Battletoads for a while, like that would be fun. Exactly. But, um, what else? The micro- Microsoft announced their new console, codenamed Scarlet. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I saw the, the specs on it. It's going to be 45. 45- uh, K resolution, and it's going to be a billion times better than anything anyone's ever seen. Right, and see, like, I'm mainly a console guy just because I can't really afford a gaming PC, so like, the their specs... Like, the, the specs they're giving are bullshit. Yeah, I don't, like, they, if you watch the trailer, they say a lot of things, but they don't explain how they're going to do them. Right. So they're like 120 FPS, something we've never seen before. And it's like people have been pissing out 120 <laughs> FPS on PC for a long time. now. My guy was crushing Far Cry 3 at 120 <laughs> FPS, like when that game came out. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I like I I, I want to say I appreciate what they're doing because I feel like Microsoft and people are going to argue, but I feel like Microsoft is in the right direction, like their hearts in the right place. I I think Mike in the last couple years you're right. They have gone in the right direction. I like the way they're incorporating they're they're putting more games on the PC platform. Yeah. They're turning the Xbox 1 into a, a 
100% essentially PC that, that, you know, is primarily controller based. Right. Um, and I think it, they're making the right steps and they're, they're also advertising that they're going to be doing game streaming. Um, meaning that you don't even have the game stored on your Xbox. It's run off servers somewhere and you're playing it <clears throat> basically, you know, through the internet. Mm hmm. Uh, which is going to be the next big step in gaming. Google actually announced that. Yeah, with I the think, Stadia. The, yeah, the day before E3, I think that's what it was. Or maybe it was like the opening. I don't know. Something like that, right? Mm -hmm. It was one of those days. Yeah, and it's the same idea. Like, you buy this little box and you plug it into your TV and it lets you stream live games from one of Google's servers. Yeah, and that's that's exactly what they're going for, especially with them being more PC-oriented now. Like, even the specs on their new whatever kind of console they're doing that's it's sound you know they're using ssds and they're using ssds as ram which i don't really get yeah solid state ram yeah that's a thing okay so it's it's sort of like you know what m.2 yeah those sticks it yes yes exactly it's sort of like one of those uh but i guess they're using it for ram but ram's always been kind of in solid state so i don't know yeah i don't know what they're what they're really thinking but they're you know they're the game pass thing they're trying to bring that to nintendo um, yep, I saw that. If you're unaware of what Game Pass is, it's like Netflix for games. You can, you know, right now I'm only paying a dollar per month for Game Pass, and because I was in, I'm in the Alpha Microsoft Alpha thing, and I was been playing paying a dollar a month for Xbox Live Gold and Game Pass. So right now you can actually go on there, and it, it might be up already, but like last week you could essentially pay for three years of Xbox Live Gold and, or like, upgrade it for a dollar. So people got three years of Xbox Live Gold and Game Pass for, like, a few bucks. Hmm. It's, like, crazy good deal, especially because Game Pass is badass. Like, they just put on Arkham Knight, Metro Exodus, Hollow Knight, the Borderlands Handsome Collection. They put Just Cause 4 on there. All the AAA exclusives for Microsoft go on there the, the day they come out. So it's like you're paying, I think it's uh, like 10 or 15 bucks a month. But, you know, that gets used immediately once a new game comes out. Like you're not paying 60 bucks, you're paying 15. It's like whatever. And they're constantly adding and subtracting games. So it's, it's kind of neat. And they just announced it for PC as well. So they have the Xbox Games Pass for PC, which now is like it's ten bucks per month, and they're putting the entire Master Chief collection on PC. It's like it's pretty crazy what they're doing, and I really appreciate they're going. They're trying to like, hey, we have a new console, but we're also going the PC route too, yeah, which I appreciate. I mean, they, <clears throat> they're smart in that they're it, they're incorporating an entire section of gamers that they were essentially ignoring. Yeah, and now they're saying, yeah, come on, you know, everybody could be under the same umbrella, you know. It's uh, it's whatever you want to do. You want to do console. You want to do PC. Yep. So I think it's smart on their end. Uh, unlike Sony, did Sony even show up at E3 this year? No, they they didn't go. That's like been the first time for a while that they they didn't show up. But they're already hyping up a PS5, and they're gonna make that backwards compatible with like all other PlayStations. But Xbox said the same thing, so it's kind of neck and neck for the consoles. Yeah. Um, everything else, uh, some some other games they announced at E3 of Psychonauts 2, which I've never played the first one, but I heard good things. Um, yeah, they've been making Psychonauts 2 for like 400 years. Have they? Yeah, it's 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 one of those, I think it's up there with Duke Nukem Forever is the longest developed <laughs> game. That and uh, Beyond uh, Beyond Evil, What's it, what is it? Yeah, Beyond Good and Evil. Beyond Good and Evil, yeah. They didn't show a trailer this year, which I'm shocked. 
But, yeah, they show one every year, I feel like. Yeah, that's they do. Like a, that's like a running E3 thing. But uh, That's another one of those games. They also announced Lego Star Wars, the Skywalker Saga, which I'm super hyped for. Because it's all really? nine movies in Lego form. And this is one of the Lego games they didn't talk. They just, like, grunted, and it's hysterical. Like, I, I love the Lego, uh, like, Batman games and the Star Wars games. Like, the early on ones, those are a lot of fun. I, I never played one of those. No, they're they're fun, man. Like, no. the, the early ones, like I said, I, they don't okay. talk. So. I take that back. I did play Lego Rock Band. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, other than that, Microsoft did uh, Gears 5. They showed, I guess, a trailer for um, Lego is doing Lego <laughs> Forza Horizon 4 DLC called Speed Champions. So that's cool. Um, let's see. Uh, they announced an Elden Ring trailer, which is from the makers of Game of Thrones and Hideo Kojima. What? Yeah. So, so it's, so it's going to be incomprehensible it, in terms of plot. I think it's Hideo Kojima. Who is it? No, Hideo Kojima's doing that Death Stranding game. What's this? Oh, it's I'm yeah, right. not Hideo Kojima. I'm sorry. It's from Software. So the guys who do like Bloodborne oh, and Dark oh. Souls. So it's George yeah. R. R. Martin and From Software into oh, this like okay. weird uh, teaser trailer. Um, and then they showed at the very end of the Halo Infinite cinematic trailer, which was pretty cool. Master Chief's is chilling you know, in space. I, so, so uh, do you know the Halo games, Mike? Because I, I sort of trailed off them. I, uh, I think after Halo Three, I've played the first one so many times. Um, I'm trying to get Val to replay them all again, so I can like try to get up to date. But I have played all of them. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm actually gonna wait till that Master Chief Collection hits PC to hit them again. Um, but from what I remember, is is this? Didn't Halo Four or something or Halo Five have Master Chief in it? Uh, Halo Five did, I believe. Hey, I thought at the I thought at the end of Halo Three, which is the last one I really played, uh, he was left floating in space, waiting for the next fight or something. And I thought that's where this one picked up. So did he come back down and then get shot into space again? I am not sure. <laughs> in the uh, if you watch the cinematic, they do show Halo. So yeah. I don't know. Maybe it is. I I, I don't know. But I have to. I gotta replay him again. Yeah. Um. To to try to uh, shed some time here. Let's see. Uh, shed some time. <laughs> Believe me, Mike. We're not going to be needing to shed time on this one. Fallout seventy six sucks. And if you're hyped for the new game, I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> is it a new game or is no, it just it's, an expansion? It's, and it's a, okay. Right now, the game is unplayable, from what I hear. Um, right. It's like a glitchy, horrible mess. And now they're adding NPCs and they're adding a DLC called Nuclear Winter because and it's Battle Royale. So they're adding all these things without, I'm assuming, fixing the current bugs. So that's going to be a load of fun. Uh, they announced a game called Ghostwire Tokyo, which is a Bethesda game, and it's it looks like a survival horror game that's set in Tokyo with ghosts and everything, so I'm really fucking down for that. Um, Wolfenstein Youngblood is some uh, like an expansion for the Wolfenstein game. Um, do, 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 Doom Eternal looks awesome. Ooh, Doom Eternal. Everyone, I was listening to the Doom soundtrack yesterday. <laughs> yes. Uh, I fucking love that game, man. I could go back and play it right now. 
<clears throat> Watch, I'm excited for Doom Eternal. Watch Dogs Legion was announced, and you know, I obviously played the first game because it takes place in Chicago, and they they did all these things like, oh yeah, you know, if it's if it's in there in real life, it's in the game, and this was kind of a letdown, but it was still kind of fun. And in this, you could play as any NPC apparently. Like I saw that, <laughs> and like some someone in the in the uh, uh, trailer was playing as an old grandma. And she had like a stun gun and she was stunning people and like running away from things. So, well, my favorite part about that was she wasn't running like, you know, like a 20 year old in the game. Like, you know how sometimes they'll take a character model and they all move the same. Yeah. You know, this looked like an old lady trying to skid her away. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty good. Yeah. Look, I, I, mean, thought that, I thought that was cool. Clever. It kind of looks cool. But Ubisoft overall kind of sucked as a presentation. They offered like nothing. Some people are hyped for this game called Gods and Monsters, which I really don't know anything about. Um, Square Enix kind of blew everything away, which was badass. They showed Final Fantasy VII like gameplay and these awesome cinematic trailers. I, I'm a Final Fantasy noob. I don't I don't play them. Um, not because I don't like him or anything; it's never did. But this looks awesome. Like, yeah, it's a. It, this one looks completely different from Final Fantasy VII. Yeah, because the gameplay itself, this isn't this isn't a turn-based RPG. This is like more real time. You're running around the monster and slashing him, and casting magic and stuff. Yeah, I mean, it looks pretty cool. Um, as someone who likes those sort of sort of RPGs, I'm kind of turned away from the the turn-based stuff. Yeah, I played Final Fantasy VII, um, you know, back in the PS1 days. Yeah. And I was not a turn-based guy myself. I mean, I played through almost all of it, and I I did not like that type of game. The only game that I, I absolutely love that's a turn-based RPG is uh, Chrono Trigger. Yeah. And I think that's more because I love the insanity of just where the game goes, with all the time travel and the crazy characters. I've never played it. My buddy's a huge fan of it, though. He likes uh, Chrono Cross a lot. Yeah, I never played that one. I watched one of my friends play in college. Never got around to it. Um, but yeah, and then they they announced Final Fantasy VIII remake. Yeah, Val like, was super <laughs> excited for that because she loves Final Fantasy VIII, and she's here's the funny part about that is they have been they did a Final Fantasy VII remake trailer for the PS3, like when the PS3 was first coming out. Um, they had a big cinematic of uh, whatever that to the city is Midgard and then it swoops in. You see Cloud and what's her face, Ares or whatever. And that was at the launch of the PS3. <laughs> and Final Fantasy VII Remake is coming out next year. Yeah. At the end of the PS4's life. Yeah, that's been in development for a while. And now they're like, yeah, we're going to definitely make Final Fantasy VIII. I'm like, yeah, sure you are, pal. Well, it's not a remake. It's a remaster. Oh, is it? So they're not building it from ground up. How the fuck are they going to do that? I don't know. But Final Fantasy VII, like, that's promised, like, two Blu-ray discs full of content. So that's going to be enormous. Like, they rebuilt that from, like, the ground up. Final Fantasy VIII is just a remaster. So I'm sure it's just, like, a, you know, a couple updates for the graphics and stuff. I hope so. Yeah. (laughs) If you watch any footage of the PS1 game, I mean, it looked great back in the day. What are your thoughts on the Marvel Avengers A-Day game? I give that a solid F+. Plus. Yes, I agree. A lot of people are hyping it up, and I think it looks like a trailer for a mobile game. It looks yes. awful. I don't know why it, people are... It could are... be anything. I have no idea what it is, and I think the character models look like shit. Yep. I don't know what the fuck they were thinking. <laughs> I, I mean, I know this is... It's, it's really... 
what do you, you know, this is all opinion yeah. because, oh no, I like the way this looks. I don't like the way this looks. I think it looks gross. Like just. <laughs> <laughs> That's the greatest thing. It looks gross. <laughs> <laughs> I, I understand they were trying to do we're like, oh no, this is going to look like the MCU. Yeah. But we're purposefully going to half-ass it. So it doesn't look exactly like the MCU. And they're, they're it's... spouting off original stories and everything, which I'm very raising an eyebrow to. Yeah, oh, great. You know what I want? Fucking Final Fantasy in my Marvel. No thanks. <laughs> okay, well... I'm... No one's ever been like, you know who's great at stories? Square Enix. They <laughs> fucking have the most complicated, inane shit I've ever seen. They do. They do. And people people love them, though. There's so many JRPGs that were announced in the Square Enix uh, thing, like Romancing Saga and Final Ugh. Fantasy XIV Shadowbringers and Kingdom Hearts DLC and Dragon Quest. Which, Wait, 14 Shadowbringers? Isn't 15 already out? Yeah, but uh, Final Fantasy 14 is the MMO, I believe. So Shadowbringers oh, okay. is like the You're right. expansion. You're right. But um, I know I'm going fast, but I'm not going to spend three hours talking about all the E3 like trailers. But yeah. Dragon Quest, I will uh, uh, go into Nintendo, which I will rant in a few seconds. I'm just letting okay, you know. So, Okay. Uh, I was promised a character unveiling for Smash Brothers. So I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, cool. It's probably going to be Banjo-Kazooie. Mm-hmm. So Val links me, because I was at work. Val links me the thing. It says, trailer for Hero Dragon Quest Super Smash Brothers. I'm like, what? And it's a character from Dragon Quest, which I have never played, but apparently is huge. And I'm, if anybody's listening and they love the game, I'm sure you're hyped for the new uh, character. But it's his name is just Hero or The Hero. I guess in the games it's something else. But like he was announced for Smash Brothers, and I was super disappointed. Um, you know, I've never, I didn't even know that. Like, <laughs> yeah. And uh, he's just called the Hero, and he's got a sword, and he's coming in summer. I'm like, really? I'm like, that's our, you know, reveal. That's what I've been waiting like. I guess like a I was week hoping before. for another five or six. Um, what do you call it? Fucking me characters. Th- th- that that one game series that they have a thousand characters in Smash Brothers that are all the same with swords. Oh yeah, you just named like every sword character in Smash Brothers. So. <laughs> I can't even remember it. They're all the same. Where you hold the button, it does the big smash, and then there's the up strike, and then there's the forward. It's a combination of slashes. Oh, uh, Fire Emblem. Fire Emblem, yeah. I was hoping for five more Fire Emblem characters because I didn't feel like we have enough. <laughs> I do like that they kind of, you know, they try to get everybody from a lot of people's tastes, which is which is neat for Nintendo because they do have so many games. Like uh, yeah, but... they announced Luigi's Mansion Three, which looks like a lot of fun. Yes, that was that's a good announcement. I was a big fan of the first they, one. They they're re- completely remaking Link's Awakening, The Legend of Zelda, mm-hmm. which I have only just heard about it because I'm not a huge Zelda person. It's on the Game Boy. It's not that great. No, I, I saw like a mini documentary on it and like the making of oh it. It was pretty cool. Um, <laughs> uh, the They're bringing The Witcher 3 Wild Hunt to the Switch. Okay, here comes my rant. Okay, that's here. Okay, I'm a huge fan of Pokemon. I am not going to beat around the bush. I love that series so much. I pay uh, $5 a year for the Pokemon Bank. Now, the Pokemon Bank is a application where you can transfer your Pokemon into a a certain server and they will stay there. Okay. This has been going on since like uh, Pokemon XY, which is like a few games ago. 
So you can okay. you you can take a Pokemon, put it there, and then in a different game, like say the one that just came out, Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon, you could take it from the bank and bring it over to that game. There's over 800 Pokemon now, and it's always been a thing. Like once you beat the game, they give you the national decks, and the national Pokedex means you could bring in any character, and it's there. And that's always been super fun. Like, oh, cool. What's my, you know, Pokemon going to look like with the new updated graphics or whatever? That oh, okay. So they update the graphics. They don't just, like, dump in a, a, a Pokemon Red version of Pikachu into no, the No, no, no. They actually update everything. And that's, and they've been using the same, mo- like, they future-proof the models, the 3D animations and everything in, like, XY. Okay. So because of that, they wanted to future proof it so when it's brought into the newer games, they look updated and stuff. That was on the 3DS, okay? So they announced Pokemon Sword and Shield, the first ever Pokemon game for a console, the Nintendo Switch, that fucking has Witcher 3 on it now, and Skyrim. Huge-ass games, right? So (laughs) the Pokemon Treehouse event, they call it, it's like a... Uh, like a um, a presentation where they just talk about certain like games. Like, of course, I'm going to talk about Animal Crossing, but Pokemon Treehouse they bring up uh, Pokemon, and now these motherfuckers announced Pokemon Home, which is basically Pokemon Bank for the consoles, and now you could bring in Pokemon from all your games, and Let's Go Pikachu and Let's Go Eevee, which are basically remakes of Pokemon uh, Red and Blue. Mm-hmm. Which is great. That's awesome. I would love to bring in all these Pokemon to the new Sword and Shield. That's great. But the problem is that they are now um, restricting Pokemon into the region of the new game. So if the Pokemon is not in Sword and Shield, you can't bring it to the new game. They're saying because that uh, due to the to the animations and everything we can't bring in over now it's it might be like 900 a thousand pokemon they're like we can't do that but they future proof the model since like x and y so they have the models built for all these pokemon and they're saying that due to the battle animations and everything that by the way pokemon uh, coliseum and stadium already had amazing models and that came out in the fucking 64 and gamecube but they can't do that with the Switch. So now they're limiting. So they want you to bring all your Pokemon from previous games to Pokemon Home and then to, to just sit there. Because, like, say you can't bring in your uh, whatever, 800 different Pokemon. You can't bring in your favorite Pokemon, maybe, if it's not in the new region. Mm-hmm. And it's just shit. People are going nuts. Because that's why I play the games. Because I have, I literally have every single Pokemon. It's taken me years. Oh my god. I, yeah, I have like, I have to look at my DS, but like, I have like 850 Pokemon in my bank that I pay for every year to hold them in there to hope that they could bring them to the Switch. And now I can't because of battle animations. So people are going crazy for it. I like canceled my pre-order. I'm like pissed. So if The Witcher wow. 3 can be on there and fucking Skyrim can be on there, some 3D animations of Pokemon uh, Sword and Shield could be on there too. It's mm. horse shit. <sighs> okay, that's my rant. I'm sorry if you had so, a nerdy so how, side of me. but <laughs> So how did you feel about Banjo-Kazooie? <laughs> oh my god. Well, first, <laughs> uh, let me... Uh, they announced Resident Evil 5 and 6 
for a switch for the five people that are interested in that. Um, right. I know you're excited for Contra, the new Contra coming oh out. Oh my god, Mike. Oh, I, you know what? I was having such a good day. <laughs> And then you fucking reminded me of that. I was watching. I was watching trailer. I'm like, "What is this game? It looks horrible." And it's a Contra Rogue Corpse. I'm like, "Oh no!" Uh, they're yeah, announcing so the, what? No, go there, ahead. There was. Uh, I was gonna say, okay. Oh, uh, okay. A little bit Contra rant. So back in the '90s, there were Contra games on the on the PS1, and they weren't developed by Konami of Japan. They were developed by Konami of America, or maybe some other company that Konami of America hired. And they were more top-down 3D games, and they were fucking terrible. And this new Contra game looks exactly like those. Yeah. <laughs> Just awful. And it looks like it has the same graphics, too. Yeah, it's garbage. And then Konami all... I hate Konami. All right, I'll just, we'll just go on that right now. They made some of my favorite games of all time, yep. and I absolutely fucking hate them now. They're the worst video game company in the world. <laughs> They, they they have the Contra collection, right? And you're like, oh, cool. You know, there, there's been a ton of Contra games. You could fucking put them all on there on one disc because they're all tiny little pieces of shit. <laughs> the Contra collection, they advertise as like, oh, it's nine games. Three of them are different versions of Contra 1. There's there's three different versions of uh, of Contra on the Super Nintendo, Contra 3. So you're like, all right, that's six fucking games. What else do you got? They got one Game Boy game on there. They got one version of Contra 2. And then there was like something else. And I'm like, all right, off the top of my head on the PS2, Contra uh, Shattered Soldier, one of the best fucking Contra games. There's two, those two on the Contra on uh, the PS1 that I mentioned. There's There was a Contra remake, not really a remake. It was more like a... I forgot what they ended up calling it, like a rebirth on the 360 and PS3 back in the day. It was a 2D platformer. It was fucking awesome. There's been like a ton of Contra games you could put on this thing. They're all small. They would all fit on the fucking disc. And instead, they're giving us three versions of Contra 1 and three versions of Contra 3. What the fuck are you doing? So that's my copy. <laughs> they're, they're, they're garbage. Oh, they're they are. I mean, garbage. look what they've done with other series. You know, it's it's Val is Val is anti Konami as well, especially yes. like Silent Hill and everything. It's like, no, yeah, oh, Silent Hill, like this, the, the, the games this company has control over the Castlevanias, the Silent Hill, Metal Gear, fucking Contra. Like, I mean, uh, the R types, I think, were them. Maybe it was somebody else. I don't know. But they've got a bunch of shooters, a bunch of great games under their under their belt, and they're just like, we're just gonna piss it away because we don't give a fuck. We're gonna make pinball machines. Yeah, you know, sell it to just give all your titles to somebody else. Let them do it. Yep. Unbelievable. So, so Konami sucks. Also, they announced a Panzer Dragoon remake, which if I always heard good things about, but wow, that's I didn't thing. hear that. Yeah, that's that's linked on there too. They have the uh, the trailer for it. Uh, a game called Astral Chain that's getting a lot of hype. Uh, Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3, which I played the first one, and that was really fun. On the yeah. 360, I think it was, I played it. I think I had it on the Wii, like, way back then. Yeah, I mean, it was a good game. They also announced Animal Crossing New Horizons, and mm -hmm. Val has put in, I think she put in, like, 1,200 hours into the... Oh. She plays it every single night. She plays Animal Crossing New Leaf for the DS. So, needless to say, she's excited for this. I'm probably going to be excited for this because, from what she's telling me, that game is a lot of fun. So, and this has been hyped for a long time. So, uh, I'm probably going to get that as well. And then that leaves me for two more announcements. One is the Banjo Kazooie, 
being brought to Super Smash Brothers, which I am all for. I'm all for it. I can't wait. Hopefully this this makes Rare get into to gear and hopefully make another fucking Banjo-Kazooie game. Because like you said with Konami, Rare's got all these games they're doing nothing with. Oh, sure. They, and they, they, they release Sea of Thieves, which I don't even know if anyone's still playing. Um, but they have so many games under Rare. And the rare uh, collection that I have for Xbox—that's awesome. They have they show? Oh, that's great. Yeah, yeah, they show all these games that they that they have in their possession. They're doing nothing with. Like, just announce another Banjo Kazooie. Do you know what you could do with that series? It's unbelievable. So that's cool. And uh, they lastly they announced that in development is a Breath of the Wild sequel. Yeah, and that was the big <laughs> bombshell, which I hope actually has a story this time. Well, other than that, that would be good. <laughs> have Have you seen somebody did a sh- a screenshot comparison? There's a uh, a side by side of this trailer's Zelda side by sided with the Ocarina of Time Zelda when she's talking. Like there's that one scene in Ocarina of Time where you you're little Link and you go to the castle and you see Zelda like by the window mm-hmm. and she's explaining how Ganon's evil and blah blah blah. Um, they do a side by side of Zelda's like positions with her face and her hand and everything and they match up perfectly that's awesome so so people are speculating maybe this has got like an ocarina of time twist in it see that would be cool because i don't think breath of the wild follows i I think they said it doesn't follow any like it's not in the same universe or something like this is kind of like a whole new thing but uh yeah i mean that would be that would be neat that'd be really cool i something because i i still like i don't play any of the zelda games but i think zelda has the best gaming soundtrack of all time because mm-hmm. that shit is great so let me ask you this let's say so they got let's say they officially announced this game or whatever i know it doesn't even have a title yet they're just like yeah it's breath of the wild sequel uh what if it stars zelda how do you feel about that that's fine you know i mean i would be i would be completely up for that yeah not only because um, it would be different, but I think they could do different gameplay shit because Zelda's got magic, like a lot more magic than Link. So you could have, you could add all this, like these different magical attacks instead of him using, you know, his bombs and his, uh, time freezing stuff or whatever. You could have all these crazy Zelda spells that she could use. I think that would work really well in a, in a Breath of the Wild style game. Oh, I agree. And plus if they use the same mechanics, it would be even better because yeah. like the first Breath of the Wild that had a great gameplay amazing gameplay but the story lacked so if they can combine both of those things yeah what story <laughs> yeah if they can combine the story and great gameplay in a new one that would be awesome and especially if you're playing a zelda like you said if they have magic and shit that'd be great but i'm not a huge zelda fan so like i'm not if, you know if i'm controlling zelda it's not a big deal to me you mean a huge zelda fan is in zelda the character this overall or, or Zelda the games like no the 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 games yeah so yeah no I I am I play it I like almost every Zelda game I've played I love them um so I would love one where the you know the princess is is the main character like I said because I think it would be good nice change of pace yeah so that was my so, yeah. E3 uh roundup I went really quick so that's E3 because there's a lot for of anyone stuff. that was hoping to hear about horror movies or whatever <laughs> uh <laughs> as we just ranted for like an hour on video games. Yeah, that's okay. Probably, I probably should have put a warning up front to be like, oh no, we're getting to other shit. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> oh, well, fuck them. Okay. <laughs> oh, you know what we forgot to mention? What? Um, not that we have to get into it, but uh, Borderlands 3. Oh, uh, yeah. Good. 
And my favorite part of that announcement was that they added another DLC story pack to Borderlands 2. Yep. Which fucking came out seven years ago? Seven years ago. They're putting another DLC out. Did you uh, play it? Uh, I downloaded it. Oh, okay. I had to, I had to re-download Borderlands 2. Cause, yeah, I wonder. I don't know if I deleted know. my handsome collection or not for my Xbox. Because I didn't think I'd be playing it again. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, Borderlands 2 is a game so old that they re-released it on the Handsome Collection. <laughs> right. And it, I played you know, it three times. Really? Uh, from the Handsome Collection? Yeah. Wow. The other thing that was really cool I noticed, and this probably happened a while ago, but because I don't scroll past Borderlands in my Steam library very often, um, they, they, you know, they had the uh, Borderlands 1, um, what the hell do they call it? The re-release, the re-upgrade, whatever. Oh, yeah. Uh, that That is in my Steam library, and I never bought it, so they just give it to you if you owned Borderlands 1. Yeah, they're really, like, giving those games away. I'm like, Jesus, all right. Maybe I'll play that again. I don't know. I, get, so anyway, that's I have the collector's edition for, for Borderlands 3 as well. <laughs> it's like $250, but it comes good, with a... It, it comes with a weapon cache. Like for you, where you get all like those, you use the golden keys and everything. So I'm yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna fucking need that. I don't even care. <laughs> like I want it so Jeez. bad. <laughs> That's weird. Yeah. All right, Mike. What do you say we get to some topics normally covered by this podcast? All right, let's let's do it. <laughs> At least for a little bit, anyway. Let's talk about some trailers first. All right. All right, let's start off with they had a released a trailer for Doctor Sleep. Yes. You watched this one? Yes, I did. All right, so um first impressions. Let's see. Oh, for anyone who doesn't know, Doctor Sleep is the Stephen King follow-up to The Shining. So it's sort of like a, du- a direct sequel to it. Um uh what were your first impressions of the trailer? Um it's not Kubrick. So I see. I don't know. Like I like Ewan McGregor. He's like he's Danny Torrance apparently. Yep. And um, an adult Danny Torrance. An adult Danny Torrance. And he's like explaining The Shining to a kid on a bench. And like, there's a lot of like supernatural elements to it, like people's like eyes lighting up and stuff, and him seeing red rum in the mirror and the whole room sliding, and he's like flipping around. And I don't know. I. It's just like a teaser, so I don't want to be too judgmental to it. But I I don't know. I'm a huge fan of Stanley Kubrick so much. And this just looks too flashy hmm. so far. But maybe that's just my uh, cynicism acting up. So I don't know. I don't want to judge it too much. But, I mean, it, if you're going to make a Shining sequel, I guess this would be the route. Yeah. Well, um, what did you feel about the... Kubrick, I guess you'd call him, uh, you know, showing like essentially the Kubrick footage in the in the trailer. I think that was kind of neat. It's obviously it lo- it well it looked like it wasn't from the original. It looked like the kind of that's what I was thinking. Yeah. Like, did they reshoot this? Because it looks like just a little bit off, but it it looks on. Yeah, you know what I mean, yeah, that that part I enjoyed. Like when they showed the twins in the hallway and everything, it didn't look like them. So that yeah. kind of stuff I would appreciate. It's not like just like, a, oh, by the way, you know, Shining was made, you know, 1980. It's like they're actually, <laughs> you know, going like a direct route to it, which is neat. Yeah. Yeah, I think this has potential and I've I've heard good things about the story. 
I've heard some people tell me that they love it, and some people tell me that they don't give a shit about it. Uh, that it should have ended just the way it ended, you know, in the book. But, um, you know, I'm open to it. I haven't read uh, either The Shining or um, Doctor Sleep, so... I don't know. I, I could I could do for a follow up to the uh, the Kubrick movie. Yeah. So it could, could be good. Uh, so the next one I wanted to talk about. I don't think you watched this one. The Banana Split. <laughs> no, you linked it to me, but I forgot. Okay, so <laughs> this is insane, and and I I appreciate it, and I know where it comes from, um, but it's still insane. So apparently, the Banana Splits was like a seventies cartoon or something, like way back in the day, and it was about a a band of, you know, like animals that travels around and has misadventures or whatever, I assume. <laughs> so this movie, the Banana Splits, are a band of possibly animatronic creatures along the lines of Chuck E. Cheese and whatever other animatronic bands there were back in the day. And this is more like a Five Nights at Freddy's without the license to make it Five Nights at Freddy's. So they use the license to the Banana Splits. Oh, my God. To make this ridiculous horror movie. And it's like about a family who's taking their kid to see the Banana Splits. And he's all excited for his birthday. And apparently, like, somebody's insane. And either they've reprogrammed the robots or whatever. I don't know. But it looks fucking ridiculous. And the only thing I could say is that one of my favorite things in the world to to think about and to conceptualize is people being tricked into seeing a horror movie thinking it's about something else. And this has very high potential if there's like a mom and dad from the 70s who are like, oh, I love that show, The Banana Splits, when I was a kid. I'm taking little Jimmy to go see it. (laughs) And then it's like this awful horror movie. I just hope that's the case. I, I love to think about that. There's a uh, a horror short, and I forget the name of it, but it's about a kid having a birthday party at some like Chicky Cheese, Chicky Chucky e. Cheese place, and uh, the animatronic like ends up eating him. Well, that's like Five Nights at Freddy's. Yeah, so I mean that was it. Seems like what from what you're saying, it's kind of kind of the same. Yeah, I'm hoping it's like that, but it it, it looks weird. I'm I'm really surprised they made something like this, but. You know, it, it there it is. It got made. Unless they made fucking Brightburn, an evil Superman movie with murder and death. So I guess they can make anything. Yeah. Uh, some other news that came out this week, Mike. Uh, we're getting a Black Christmas remake again. <sighs> yes. Coming out this year in December. Yep. What are your thoughts on this? My thoughts are going to be not something that people are going to want to hear. Uh I don't, I don't, I hope this thing never happens. <laughs> it's already happening. Like, it's <laughs> the, too late. the original Black Christmas is like one of my favorite all time horror movies. It's, it's so perfect. I love it. The ending is perfect. Uh, I've only seen the, the remake, uh, like once, I think. Uh, I don't really remember that, but, uh, yeah, Black Christmas is like, oh, it's so good to me. And, I don't understand why they're going to remake it again because I know for once they're not going to keep the original ending. So they're going to like Hollywood it up and I don't know. I mean, they kind of did that in the other remake. It's one of those things that, okay, where are you going with this? Are you going to just do a direct remake of the original? Because the remake in the early 2000s was, you know, it was very along the lines of those remakes they were doing at the time. But they changed the ending in this, and 
they made it way goofier and sort of leaned into the craziness, which I thought was a smart move. What was the ending to the remake? <sighs> they go to the hospital after all this happens, and they follow the girl to the hospital, and she's in there, and she's trying to explain to the nurse, no, he's still out there or something, and then, like, the killer comes in, but then there's, like, a sister of the killer, and then they're chasing him through the hospital, and she ends up, like, strangling the killer with Christmas lights over a Christmas oh, tree. Oh, good lord. <laughs> it was insane, but smartly, like, I, I, I want to say that that was a good move to make it really crazy, because... Just don't do a straight-up remake. Like, make it nuts. Yeah. So, where are they going to go with this one? I don't know. Um, I fear it's going to be bland and boring, and people are going to love it. Sort of like the Halloween movie. Yeah, I don't want to... Yeah, I think that... I don't know. I don't want to be too judgmental, like I said before, but I, I don't see this being We've any good. We've seen literally nothing other than, I think, a picture <laughs> of a poster. So, I at know. this point... Yeah. It's just the idea of it. So, yeah, that's uh, that's about it. I don't know. Anything else you want to get into before we get into our other topic? I thought there was another horror trailer that came out. Blaine Splits, Doctor Sleep. Um... There might be something I'm forgetting that I didn't note on here. They, um, I think they, didn't they have like an Annabelle trailer out. Oh, I saw, I saw that when I went to see Godzilla. Oh no, it was Brightburn. That's what it was. I saw that when I saw Brightburn. And, um, sorry, so it's Annabelle, whatever, the Annabelle ghost dimension. <laughs> I don't know what it is. Yeah, that's it. Uh, <laughs> so. I did see this trailer. Um, I don't care. This looks bad. It looks like shit. It appears to have more of the Warrens in it. Um, Which we all needed. Right, of course. I mean, honestly, I'd be down. I'd be super down for Conjuring 3. Like, I'm excited for that. This Annabelle movie, I don't care. (laughs) I'm so sick of the Conjuring universe in general. Right, and this one, Mike, this one leans so heavy into the Conjuring universe. There's, like, shots of the nun, shots of Annabelle, shots of some of the other shit they've had in it, and I'm like, uh, I don't care. I gotta admit, though, I didn't mind the nun. I feel... You know, I I haven't seen that one. It's, like, it's so over the top. It's, like, it's kind of fun. And I was shocked when I watched it. I was like, I'm going to hate this, but I'm going to watch it anyway. And it's like... That's that's how I felt about uh, Annabelle Origins, whatever. What do you know? The prequel, whatever. Yeah. That was over the top and ridiculous. And I liked it. I was like, oh, that was so much better than the first one. (laughs) I don't know. I I, kind of recommend none. And uh, yeah, I don't know about this, though. Yeah, uh, it, it's it's not doing it for me. At least the trailer's not. You know, maybe it's just the trailer and the movie's better, but I don't know. I don't care. <laughs> I just I just don't. Don't have the energy. So, let's move on to our topic. Now that we've covered horror, we can get rid of that and abandon the theme of the show. <laughs> <laughs> Enough about that. <laughs> Since our first half was talking about video games, now let's talk about Godzilla. Yes. <laughs> oh, man. I... I don't know why, Mike, but when we decided to do this topic and start getting into it, I fucking went, like, in the zone. Um, now, like, 
once I was like, okay, yeah, Godzilla. Like, yeah, it's been a long time since I watched any Godzilla movies. And I just started going balls to the wall. And I'm like, now I'm in it. I'm in it deep. I'm watching Godzilla movies every night. I'm losing my fucking mind. I've got like five pages of notes on fucking Godzilla. <laughs> um, But it's good. Uh, I'm, I'm glad to talk about it. And I realized that I could do an entire podcast series I have, like, every Godzilla movie, like, 32 episodes of a podcast oh talking God. about these movies. <laughs> but we're not gonna. We're not gonna do that, okay? Before we get into um, the reason we're talking about Godzilla, the Godzilla King of the Monsters, obviously, the, the new release, uh, just for anyone that doesn't know Godzilla, just a little bit of Godzilla history, um, the first movie, Gogeta, uh, or as it came to the U.S., Godzilla King of the Monsters, um, was the first one made in Japan. It's a Japanese series, obviously. Everyone knows who Godzilla is. He's a giant lizard. He breathes fire slash lasers. We're not really sure, but it's something like that. Atomic breath, whatever that means. And uh, he fights a lot of monsters. He goes through adventures. He has a bunch of different movies. And that's basically it, man. It, it, it gets weird. It, some of it's like really dry political drama. Some of it is the most fucking batshit insane stuff you've ever heard of in a plot for a movie. And I like to consider that there's three types of Godzilla movies. All right. So the first one, a category one Godzilla movie is super serious. These are no joke movies. And if there are jokes, they're few and far between each other. These usually have some type of message. The directors and producers are trying to put forward. Um, there's lots of political and social economic drama going on in the movies. It's very deep into that. Uh, and, and the ones that fall into this category are few and far between. They don't make a lot of these, like the super serious ones. There's only a handful of them. There's the original, Gogeta, which if I'm pronouncing it wrong, uh, please email Shane and let him know that I'm doing that because I don't want to hear it. Um, there's Godzilla <laughs> 1984, also known as Godzilla Returns, and in the U.S., Godzilla 1985. There's Shin Godzilla, which came out 2016, I think. I think it was 15, and wasn't it? 2015, maybe it was. And then I would say borderline, arguably, I, I don't really follow behind this. I could easily put this one in category two, is Godzilla <laughs> from 2014, the U.S. remake, you know, back then. Um, the, uh, uh, a category two Godzilla movie is fucking action, just all out action, <laughs> all kick ass, very little political agendas. Uh, there may be a little bit of it in there, but that's not the point. The human scenes, there's car chases, there's fights, there's shootouts, there's all kinds of crazy monster action happening. They're tearing down the cities. It's nuts. It's a blast. Um, you know, sometimes Godzilla's a good guy. Sometimes he's a bad guy in these. Some of the great examples are Godzilla vs. Biollante, Godzilla 2000, Godzilla Raids Again, um, Godzilla, Mothra, King Ghidorah, Giant Monsters, All Out Attack. I'm never repeating the name of that movie, so that's the end of that one. Those are some great examples of this just fucking balls-to-the-wall action. And then the Category 3, this is where the nonsense happens. This is the <laughs> goofy, fucking batshit, every, it, there could be stuff that everything's a joke. Godzilla sometimes communicates with people or other monsters. There may or may not be a baby Godzilla in it. There's usually a slide whistle used at some point for a sound effect. <laughs> really? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Crazy sci-fi elements, time travel, space travel, teleportation. 
God only knows what's happening in these movies. They're fucking crazy. The human, there's always human kids in these, and they're featured prominently. Um, some of the classic examples are King Kong versus Godzilla, Son of Godzilla, Godzilla versus King Ghidorah, which I'll get into later, and the absolute king of what the fuck, I can't believe this was made, is the Mystery Science Theater covered, and my little brother's most favorite, most watched movie, Godzilla versus Megalon. Oh my god. Like, did you know there was a Godzilla movie on MST3K? Yeah, that's what they prominently did, like, in the first, like, season or two. They just did a lot of Godzilla kaiju movies. Yeah, so that's just how I sort of break them up into, like, the really serious, the action, and then the fucking nonsense. So, with that being said, Mike, let's talk about the newest one. The American-made Godzilla King of the Monsters. <coughs> okay. 2019, directed by Michael Doherty, a podcast favorite for Trick or Treat, Krampus, a few other delicious movies to watch. Uh, what'd you think about this new movie? All right, I'm going to uh, uh, have forward this by saying I am the biggest Godzilla noob ever. I've seen, uh, now I've seen five of them, and two of them okay. I haven't seen up until yesterday. So, yeah. So, okay, what I think about the newest one, I've seen the original remake the one that came out in 2014, and I thought it was okay. Right. Um, I thought the trailer with the Stanley Kubrick 2001 A Space Odyssey thing was the greatest thing I've ever seen. So I was like, okay, well, the, the new one I'm going to keep an open mind for because, you know, uh, that one had its problems, but maybe they all fixed them in this one. I don't know, man. I I didn't really care for the newest one. I, I didn't think it was the worst thing I've ever seen. I gave it like a 6 out of 10 personally. But uh, Val and I, we both saw it, and we both fell asleep at different parts of it. <laughs> and I contribute that to the human element of it. The, the monster mm-hmm. fights are badass. They're great. They're, it's totally worth seeing in the theater just for the monster battles. It was awesome. That kept me interested. That actually woke me up. So I would say totally pay whatever money it is to go see the newest one just for the monster battles. But those fucking humans are garbage. The writing is terrible. The acting sucks besides Millie Bobby Brown from Stranger Things because she does great in it because she actually gives a shit. And uh, yeah, I think it's I think it's just an OK movie. I think those two things balance each other out personally. So mm-hmm. I don't think we're actually too far off. Mike. OK. While while I did I like this movie and I liked it I'm not gonna say a lot I was more along the lines of a high seven out of ten okay so we're not we're not talking the opposite sides of the world here but you're absolutely right the characters the human characters I should say <laughs> like yeah like you said Millie Bobby Brown she plays an annoying girl mm-hmm. um and I actually had more of a problem with her than I think you did I I did not like her character I thought she reverted to the traditional child role of you are I, one of two things. You're either the cause of problems or you're an object to be saved. And she was both of those in this movie. Like, not a character that helps move things along. She's just either in the way or she's someone that has to be rescued. And I'm like, come on, we could do better than that at this point, I think. Um, that main guy, Kyle Chandler, he plays white guy protagonist... I don't have a lot of complaints about him acting wise. Um, his character was bland and boring, yep. and I have a feeling this was originally written uh, for um, what's his name, Superbad, that was in the uh, 
Not super bad. What the fuck? I was like, who? <laughs> what the hell's that movie? Um, shit, where the guy plays a superhero, but he sucks. I don't know. Kick ass. That's what it is. Oh <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> He's. A, I think this is was originally written for Kick Ass to take this role, but because people hated him so much, they're like, all right, we got to give it to somebody else. Let's pick another generic white guy. Yeah. Perfect. Um, I don't know. I didn't li- didn't like him too much. The one thing I will say, Charles Dance does an excellent. He's awesome Charles... in anything, man. He plays the perfect Charles Dance. <laughs> yes, he does. <laughs> He's so cool. <laughs> so I have no complaints about Charles Dance because when you put him in the movie, I'm like, okay, I'm assuming this man's going to play Charles Dance, <laughs> and he does. Great, fantastic, absolutely amazing. I think my problem with going in this is because I am such a Godzilla noob. I was just kind of saying, well. There should be more fighting, and I don't know what mm-hmm. I was thinking because I had nothing really to compare it to. So I think <laughs> that's why I was bored a little bit. Now that's not a completely negative complaint. I have an opinion of Godzilla movies mm-hmm. that, in all honesty, most of them, and this as someone who's watched, I'll say every Godzilla movie, but maybe one of them or two of them has slipped by. But I have watched nearly all of them. They're not great movies, with the exception of the first movie, which is a amazing, fantastic melodrama while a giant monster tears up a city. Mm-hmm. Wonderful, wonderful movie, the first Godzilla movie. Uh, the rest of them are entertainment, I'll say. Sure, some of them have dramatic elements and, you know, the acting's hit or miss, but it's hard to tell when you have an entire Japanese cast and I'm not Japanese, so... To get, you know, the inflection from what they're saying is a little more difficult, but most of them aren't that great. And that's that's a sad fact that a lot of Godzilla fans will never <laughs> fess up to. <laughs> they're not great movies. They're just not. So when I see a movie like this, right, and I rate it like a 7 out of 10, that's not comparing other Godzilla movies. It's just in this range okay. of, a, of a movie. I think that's one of the better Godzilla movies <laughs> All right. You know, yeah. there's not there's not many that are above that. But um, so, yeah, I don't, on the movie itself, again, can I bring up one point? This really fucking bothered me. <laughs> so there's you'll you'll know who I'm talking about. Uh, this guy, Bradley Whitford, is the actor. Oh, yeah. He plays white haired scientist. And I, he's a great character actor in sitcoms and stuff. If you watch Brooklyn Nine Nine. This guy plays Peralta's father, and he's fucking hilarious. I love him. He's great in that. He is given maybe the worst dialogue of any character ever written in a movie. Terrible. I hated this character. Hated with a passion. I wanted him off every screen. If he got cut from the entire movie, I think it would raise this movie by one entire point. I agree. I I really like him in, like, Billy Madison and Cabin in the Mm. Woods, and... Right, he's the bad guy in Billy Madison. Yeah, and he's in Get Out. He's the dad in Get Out, I believe. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah, okay. I was making sure. So, like, I was like, oh, he's in this. That's kind of cool. But, like, I think he was just there for puns. And, like, I think one of the characters was like, oh, my God. And then he was like, Zilla. I'm like, fuck off. Fuck That got the biggest groan. I was like, Ugh. and that was in the trailer. Like, why? Why would you do this? I, I don't know. The, the writing just pissed me off. He was terrible. He had like a sarcastic, snarky comment for everything. And I really oh. like him as an actor, but it's like this character sucks. 
right, there's I got one part in spoilers I want to talk about, but okay. I, I don't want to get into it just yet. But there's one thing one thing he said that made me just want to punch him right in the teeth. <laughs> um, but anyway, you're so you're saying the monster battles are great. This is absolutely true. I fucking love the monster battles in this. I thought they were a blast. You really get the essence of like what like when you get a Godzilla fighting another character. Like King Ghidorah, or you know, Monster X, as they called him for most of the movie, and that, that's kind of interesting. Like his this monster's first appearance in the old movies, he was in Monster X. That was what they called him in that one, and then he became King Ghidorah. So they kind of played off that in two different parts. Uh, oh, of which I will say that fucking asshole scientist, when the lady was telling like these Chinese legends, she's like, "Oh, back in the day, all these things based on the Hydra and whatever, they called him." Ghidorah, and he goes, "Was that? Did you just say gonorrhea?" Yeah, yeah. Oh my god! Like, yeah that no that character too. Your audience, yeah know. that character too is fucking awful. <sighs> Jesus, that's the guy from Silicon Valley. Yes, and uh, yeah, he like him and uh, Bradley Whitford. No, they they could have been fucking just thrown out of the movie. So, but yeah, the action was great. Um, the the part where they find uh, Rodan and he's coming out of the volcano. Yeah. Um, that was fucking... And then he's fighting all the jets. He's swooping through the city, <laughs> blowing everybody up. And then he's doing these twist turns and shit, fighting the jets. That's how I pictured Rodan when I was like a little kid, because he was one of my favorite monsters. Mm-hmm. And that really got me back in that nostalgia, like, oh shit, Rodan's tearing him up! <laughs> you know what I yep. mean? Like, oh, it's great. So I love that part. I uh, love the King Ghidorah stuff. I thought Mothra in this was maybe better than any other Mothra I've seen. Um, I haven't seen the standalone Mothra movies. There was like three of them in the 80s, I think. Mm. I didn't watch those. But yeah, she was very well done in this. I thought did a they did a good job making her less useless <laughs> than she usually is. So that was kind of cool. They put in a lot of, if you're like, if you're like a fan of other Godzilla movies, they put in so much stuff into this one for fans, but it's not super distracting. I thought like they do with Marvel movies and some of these other ones where like they put in fan service, it it doesn't take away from the film from it being in there. It just sort of makes it better for people that like the rest of the, you know, the movies and stuff. Yeah. I think the lore for this, like the lore for Godzilla in general is just so damn interesting. I think that's what this, like makes me like the movies. So this one changes the lore a lot. There's, there's a lot of differences in this, like in, in this, in most Godzilla movies, Godzilla's a creature created from atomic bomb testing in almost every movie. That's what Godzilla is. In this one, Godzilla is like this force of nature that was around before humans. Yeah. So they did mention that though, didn't they? Didn't they mention the atomic like bombing and everything? And they did say in, something in the in the first one. They did, the, yeah. The twenty four. But they did one, with this one too. It. They mentioned something with it. Maybe I don't remember too much. Can we talk about just it's just a quick thing that uh, yeah. that blue oyster cult cover can suck my dick. <laughs> First of all, I want to say I love the Blue Oyster Cult song, and and as the credits are starting up, and I hear that boom, 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 I'm like, yes! <laughs> and then disappointment. Ah, okay. We can go on now. <laughs> that bothered me so much. I was like, this is garbage. I, it was cute that they tried putting something in, but they could have put something better in. I would have been happier with just the Blue Oyster Cult yeah, song. Yeah, me too. That would have been a good touch. 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. Let me see if there's anything else I want to talk about in, in under non spoilers. Uh, oh boy. I don't think so. I thought they did a good job of explaining the world that these monsters are in and sort of, they, they opened it up a lot in this one where they had the previous movie. And then I don't know if you saw Kong skull Island. I didn't. I mean, it's been on my list. Okay, I mean, so that one, it is in the same universe now that we, you know, yeah. it's, that's no surprise to anyone. Um, it takes place in the 1970s, so it's sort of a prequel to these two movies. Mm-hmm. And that one, I like to say, it, it like peeks through the keyhole of the door of this world, so you get a little bit of an idea what's going on. This movie opens a whole door, so you see like, holy shit, okay, this is like, this fits all the stuff they set up in those other ones, but it's much bigger and crazier than we imagined. Oh, one good thing I want to say. When they find uh, King Ghidorah, and I thought this was brilliant, uh, and, they're, and they're trying to explain what he is and his background or whatever, they're like, he's an alien, he's not from this Earth. Uh, when they said that, I was like, that's fucking brilliant, because he's an alien in all the old movies, and that's why they explain how he's like weird and can like defeat all the other monsters, because he's not from this planet. That's cool. And I'm, I'm like, that is fucking super smart, because that sort of fit, it fits in... In the world they built, um, you know, mythology, and it still, you know, harkens back to the old school one that had, like, crazy aliens and shit. Yeah, I was going to watch uh, Godzilla Final Wars, and oh and God. reading the description, <laughs> I was like, what the fuck is this? If uh, So, I was reading the description, it says, evil space aliens called the Zillions unleashes all the Earth's monsters to lay waste to most of the world's major cities, including Tokyo. It is up to Godzilla and the Earth Defense Force to vanquish the monsters and aliens to rescue the world in the ultimate save the Earth battle. And I'm like, I need to watch that. I I didn't watch this one in prep, but I do. I would be absolutely willing to cover (laughs) that and other ones in future episodes. Because it gets it gets into that level three craziness, which I love. Um, okay, so back on this movie, let's get into spoilers, Mike, okay. so we can really get into this. All right, so some spoilers. So Ken Watanabe's in this, yep, right. Um, he was in the previous one. He was great in that one, even though he's very limited in it. In this one, he's also sort of limited, but I think he gives the best performance. I'd say so. Yeah, like, I I attached to Ken Watanabe. I was like, okay, I like this character. He knows what's going on. He just walks out of fucking the Senate and he's like, no, fuck this. I got shit to do. And just like walks away. Uh, he plays the role in this movie. Brian Cranston played in the other one. The role of the character I actually like. Please let him finish the whole fucking movie. And then they kill him off. Mm-hmm. And terrible decision. Terrible decision. He didn't need to die in that. I would have been so much happier if they sent that white haired guy in <laughs> to drop off. Oh, the I know. Just let him do it. Uh, so yeah, he was great and I was sorry to see him go, but his death led to my most cringeworthy part of the movie where they're talking about how do we stop this King Ghidorah and the guy's like, oh, we got to bring Godzilla back and, you know, so Godzilla can stop him. And that fucking white haired scientist is like, so we need to let them fight. Oh man, I loved when Ken Watanabe used to say that. And... I, it made me nauseous in a theater. I gagged like, what? Oh God. That like the most famous line from the previous movie. And it's, you know, it's said so well and it's done so perfectly to give it to this fucking asshole to just 
vomit all over it. I hated it. Absolutely hated it. Definite negative on that. Um, but, yeah. Let's see, what else do I got here, Mike? Um, the final battle. Nope. We lost him. Uh-oh. Hey, man! I was going through the most epic rant, <laughs> yeah. and then I'm like, I'm like, huh? I haven't heard from Mike in a while, and then I look over and I see the Skype go, boop, and just shut my off. My computer just shut down. I think it because I have my windows closed and my door closed and everything. I think it overheated and just shut off. Oh, maybe I'm sitting here in the heat too. I got my AC off, my back sweating, but I'm not wearing pants, which is key. <laughs> okay, well, you can go on about Ken uh, Watanabe now. All right. Well, as long as it doesn't shut off again, so I'll just leave that part in the podcast, and you could just go. Oh yeah, right. Oh yeah, okay, yeah, right. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> All right, the final battle in the movie, Mike. Let's talk about that. Okay. So it takes place in Boston. Okay. It takes place at Fenway Park in Boston. Can you believe there was no reference? To the green monster while Godzilla was fighting someone in Fenway Park. <laughs> I didn't even think about it. <laughs> <laughs> like, the guts it took to not put that in, I I have a lot of respect for. You know what I yeah. mean? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I haven't checked on? Whether or not Fenway this year has like a Godzilla poster on it or something? I mean, they should, they, right? They should put that on the green monster. I mean, come on. That just makes sense. It makes complete sense. Um, okay, so the, the uh, Millie Bobby Brown in Fenway Park has the monster caller device. Uh, I don't know. I, I didn't buy that whole thing where she's like, I have to use something to call them. Oh, Fenway Park has speakers. Let's use that. Yeah, that was like, a little weird what... to me. <laughs> okay, okay, there's probably concerts, or you know what I mean? Like other buildings. I don't know. It didn't make a whole lot of sense. I feel like you didn't even need that. I think if you just set that device up and hit the on button, it would call the monsters. Uh, but she decided she needed to go somewhere famous. Yeah. And you know, for, of course, I'm sure they paid a shitload of money for them to even be in the movie. Um, yeah. yeah then she's just like dodging Ghidorah's lasers and shit. She's like <laughs> yeah, right? swooping through like no problem. He's can, he's like taking down buildings and shit. And she's just like, sliding like in Castlevania like Simon Belmont sliding through the fucking offices <laughs> <laughs> fuck 
Yeah, that was that was a bit hokey. Oh, speaking of King Ghidorah, I, I did like that they gave personalities to each head. Yeah, that was cool as fuck. I thought that was smart. You had, like, one head that was, like, pissed off at the other and would, like, bite it and be like, fuck you, asshole. <laughs> the thing, I like great. how it grew back ahead. Yes. That was sick. That was so cool to me. Well, as soon as he ripped a head off, I mean, just because I'm a Godzilla fan, I was like, oh, they're already setting up <laughs> um, Mecha King Ghidorah because Mecha King Ghidorah doesn't have a head. One head is a robot head. And I'm like, oh, they just set that up for the next one. Awesome. But, um, yeah, then it grew back, and I was like, oh, fuck, there goes my plans. <laughs> my plans for the sequel are shattered. <laughs> uh, I thought the whole ending was great with the monster battles, Rodan taking on Mothra and Godzilla fighting Ghidorah. I thought that was fucking awesome. Yeah. Um, oh, man. It was a blast. Like that, I have no complaints about that. I have actually heard multiple podcasts and stuff complaining about it was too dark. And they wanted it during the day. And I'm like, I don't know. It looked fucking cool as shit. It was like raining. and It looked good to me. I I, and I usually complain about that. I usually complain that it takes place in the dark and you can't see anything. But I, I, I really enjoyed that. I didn't have any problems. I never, I never felt lost in these battles no. at all. I think they, they did a good job, whether you call it choreographing, however you say that about CGI monster battles. Yeah. Uh, the one thing I'll say as a minor complaint, there wasn't enough city destruction. Uh, when when you watch some good Godzilla movies, like, they are just fucking tearing up cities. Pushing them into buildings, knocking them over, using buildings as weapons and shit. <laughs> I feel like we were missing a little of that. Okay, uh, It's a minor monster battle complaint, but uh, other than that, I, lo- I loved all the stuff they put in this. I especially loved when they had Godzilla go into meltdown Godzilla mode. Yep. Which I don't know if you caught any of the Godzilla movies where he does this, but it, you're like, that's a great throwback. Fucking Meltdown Godzilla. So awesome. Red coming out of him all over the place. Yeah, now, because I watched, uh, in preparation for this, I watched Shin Godzilla and I watched Godzilla vs. Destroya. So, okay, oh, Godzilla vs. Destroya, he does yeah, that. Yeah, so I was like, oh. So when he was glowing in this one, I'm like, I get it. <laughs> you know? So. Yeah, well, that's what I mean. It's like a throwback. Like, you don't, it's not something that I think deters from the, you know, if you hadn't watched it. But I think it adds to it if you know about mm-hmm. it. So, uh, yeah, I like this one. Um, I'm going to say definitely check it out for the spectacle. Monster Battles looks awesome. And if you're a Godzilla fan, I know a lot of Godzilla fans that did not like this. Hmm. I don't get it, Mike. I, I don't get it. I thought it was fun. It was new. And what other Godzilla movies are you watching? It looked gorgeous. It absolutely looked gorgeous. And, like, one of my favorite scenes from the 2014 one, and the one that really sticks out to me, is who is he fighting in 2014 one? Uh, the Mutos. Oh, yeah. When he's He takes the Muto, and I think I mentioned this before, but he takes the Muto by, like, the upper and lower part of its jaw and he just uses his atomic breath to breathe down his fucking throat i was like i am such a godzilla noob and i was like this is the coolest goddamn scene i've ever seen in my life and he like he just takes his head off the body i'm like yes (laughs) (laughs) i felt like i felt like the new movie had like a lot more of that you know that's what i liked about the 2014 one and that's what this one had like it amped it up a lot it had it had great fighting tactics, stuff that they could not do in rubber suits. No, no. You know, it's one of those things that now you have the technology to make it actually look good, and you can do these crazy things. So, yeah, that was great. All right, let's get into some other Godzilla talk here, Mike. 
So, so you watched um, Shin Godzilla. Correct. Uh, what did you feel? Oh, how did you think about Shin Godzilla? I loved it. I thought it was better than the, the, the new movie, in my opinion. Really? Yeah, I liked it a lot, actually. Did Did you find it boring at all? No. Oh, my God. And I don't, <laughs> I don't know why. Like, okay. Like, <laughs> this is so weird, I know. Because it has, like, I'm, far Mike, less... <laughs> I am blown away. That's not what I expected. I, I was setting up a trap for you. I was like, I'll get him to watch Shin Godzilla, and he'll be bored out of his no, mind. No, I loved it. Like, I thought that... Like, when I think of a Godzilla movie, I think of just Godzilla. I don't see him fighting anybody. It, that's just in my mind, because I haven't watched okay. any of them. Uh, no, I, I can see that. I so, see that. and it's just him, and, like, he evolves on... He comes in... And, like, this is a completely, like, reboot of the franchise, apparently. So yes. they have no idea who Godzilla even is. They just see, like, a volcano or whatever they think is erupting in the water... And what I loved about it is the whole movie is the government trying to figure out how to stop him. Because for the first, like, I think hour of the movie, he's just walking through Tokyo or Tokyo Bay or whatever it is. And he's just, like, causing millions of dollars of destruction. He's killing fucking people. And the uh, the government's like, what are we going to do about this large, giant reptile walking through Tokyo, killing everything? How did you feel about googly-eyed Godzilla? I didn't mind it because, like I said, I don't, <laughs> I don't have any reference really. I have the new I ones. I thought that part. I thought I laughed so hard when I first saw him pop up and they show his face. Yeah, and his eyes are bouncing. All like over before, face. like I like the fact that he gets on land and he's not the Godzilla we know. I initially no. thought that he was going to fight. Like that monster, like Godzilla was gonna come out and fight that monster, and then if oh, I got and you. then I realized that is Godzilla. He just he evolves, and that's fucking sweet. So he comes out with these googly eyes. And I'm like, oh, that's so like Japan. You know what I mean? Like I just <laughs> that is that Japan, was like part yeah. of the charm for me. I'm like, oh, okay, that's just, that's fun. And then he like evolves into the Godzilla we know. Besides those weird like little beady eyes, which it was I don't know. I thought it was kind of funny, and I didn't mind it, but. uh yeah, man, like, I love the, the part of them showing the government and them, like, talking. And I read on IMDb that they made them talk faster to make it seem more realistic. Like, that's how people would talk in real life. And right. I like the fact that, because I was watching Godzilla vs. Destroya, and they were like, evacuate the city. And they're like, okay. <laughs> you know, like, it takes place Got like it. that. But, Got it. but in Shin Godzilla, <laughs> they're like, evacuate. And they're like, that's going to take, like, two weeks. It's like we're evacuating like 200 million people. <laughs> and they're so I think what I liked about it is because they were so realistic. Like that's what would happen if fucking Godzilla came in real life. Like that's the things that they would do. What what weirded me out, though, about it is how America is portrayed and me. Oh, I like that. That was the part I really liked. about. Yeah, like, it didn't. I didn't like think anything of it, but like they kept the American actors like to a minimum. Like oh yeah well the, and the one American girl was Japanese yeah so like she was like the ambassador or something yeah I forgot what she was it's been it's been probably a year or so since I watched this I don't remember what her exact role so was. like all the Americans like if obviously they need America to come and help them because Japan I don't think and I may be super wrong but I don't think Japan has like a normal army I think we're like the U.S. overlooks it in real life. <clears throat> they call it like a, they a defense force or something. Right, right, right. They It's one of those things after World War II. Like, they were not allowed to have an army, and the U.S. was stationed in Japan to act as their army for a long time. 
And then over the years, it's, you know, it's tapered off. And I don't know all the politics behind it and everything, but I do know Japan has some fighting force. You yeah, know, they, I mean, they kind of have to, army yeah. Things. So, yeah. like, in this movie, they have Americans come in from, like, well, um, America. And they uh, they come in to, like, help, like... <laughs> they come in from Texas. <laughs> yeah. It's purely only Texas. That's it. They come in to, like, kind of help the scientists and everything kind of figure this shit out. And they're kind of, like... The Americans are kind of shown as they just want to blow up the damn thing with, like, nuclear weapons. And they're like, no, we'll try to figure it out. And Japan's, like, trying to be the more sensible one. While America just wants to, like, <laughs> blow the shit up. <laughs> I thought that was kind of funny. And, uh, yeah, it's, like, all the American actors, they, like, they don't show their faces. Or they're real kept to, like, a minimum. The, uh, the writing is a little goofy for them. But, like, yep. the acting sucks just for the American actors. But, like... The acting's pretty solid for everybody else. Did you watch this with subs or dubs? Uh, subs. Okay, good. Which nice. was hard because they're talking so quickly, and I'm trying to like look at the subs and because I'm a sub over dub guy every day of the week. I, I love subtitles, sure. but uh, they were talking super quick, so it was kind of hard to figure it out. But the other thing that bothered me, and other than um, the American girl and I think one, one or two other characters and, and the prime minister, they had, I'm going to say 400 different Japanese politicians. In this. Yeah. And every time they had a new one on screen, they had the Japanese subtitle. So the Japanese text below that said, whoever it was and whatever their position is. And then over that, the American text, the English text rather that had, what their name is and what their position is. Right. And I'm like, I don't care. Like, I don't need to know that this guy is the head of the agricultural department of Japan. I don't give a shit. Right. Like that pays nothing to me. It's just distracting to have to read something other than the dialogue. I was going to bring that up actually, because I watched this, uh, not legally. So I found, uh, subs online and I put them in my media player and everything, and it was I pressed play, and then like every single new room they were in, they like yes, it told, it told me what room they were in, like like I've I've got the Blu-ray and it does oh that. does it? I thought yes. it was just the subs that I got. That's insane. Oh, it's, it's very distracting. <laughs> yeah, because I was like, because they're talking so quick, and I have to like read through like three lines before I know what they're even saying. Like, I'm, I'm not, not going to lie, too. I did watch this when I was really wasted one okay. day. And I fell asleep, and I woke <laughs> up in the morning, and I said, all right, I'm not going to rewatch the whole thing. So I rewound to, like, maybe the halfway point when I'm like, oh, I definitely remember this happening. You know, when I was, like, actually paying attention. So then I watched the second half of the movie, and I was like, I am lost. Yeah, like, they, it's very heavy on story, and I love that aspect of it. And mm-hmm. I'm going to say, when he started fucking shooting out his atomic breath, and he had, like, the multiple lasers come out of his back, I almost yeah. cream my pants, because that was the coolest <laughs> fucking thing ever. He's, like, destroying everything everything in his path he just like soon as america comes and drops those bombs on his back and makes him bleed he just starts blowing everything up it was the coolest damn thing ever man i i I thought that was such a cool and then like his laser starts coming from his tail and starts going in random ass directions and he's cutting through buildings and shit it was so badass i i Mm -hmm. I loved it i thought it was great 
Wow, I I am surprised and amazed, Mike. <laughs> and based on that, based on your reaction to this, I'm going to highly recommend to you. Okay. The next movie I'm going to talk about. All right. Godzilla 1984, also known as the Return of Godzilla, and the U.S. version Godzilla 1985. Do not watch the U.S. version. Okay, so watch the Return of Godzilla. Return of Godzilla, or as it's also known in Japan as Godzilla 1984. Okay. Okay, so Godzilla. Okay, wait a second. So Godzilla 19. I'm looking on IMDb. It says Godzilla 1985, but it came out in 1984. In Japan, as it came out in Japan, it was called The Return of Godzilla and Godzilla 1984. The movie was then taken to the U.S., and scenes were cut out, and scenes were put in of Ray Bradbury, the American, um, as filler to make it more of a sequel to the original. All right, can, let me rewind here, because it's getting complicated. <laughs> All right, in the 1950s, Japan made the Godzilla movie. Okay. No American actors, right? Right. The entire thing was a commentary on the atomic bomb being dropped on Japan. Okay. Okay. The U.S. took this movie... Wanted it to show it in theaters, but they didn't want to be like, oh, that's a little too much on the atomic bomb that we did. So let's cut a lot of that shit out. And, it, and as time filler, we're going to put in this actor, Ray Bradbury at the time, playing a character named Steve Martin. And we're going to put him with a bunch of Japanese stand-ins. Yeah, his name was Steve Martin. And, and we're, we're going to put a bunch of Japanese stand-ins and look-alikes to make it look like he's in the movie and he's in Tokyo being attacked oh, by Godzilla. Oh, no. So that was, if you watch Godzilla, King of the Monsters, the, the original, that's what that is. It's Ray Bradbury. It's the original Godzilla movie. Uh, for the original one, you want to watch Gogeta. Uh, G-O-J-I-R-A. So like the band. That's the ori- yes, exactly like the band. Okay. So that's the original Godzilla movie with all the Japan, and it's phenomenal. It's it's such a great movie. It's like you're it, you're so depressed. There's like suicides and loss and all kinds of other stuff going on. It it's fucking classic, like black and white fifties Japanese filmmaking. It's awesome. Um, the American one is schlocky and dumb and whatever. Who gives a shit? So they did the same thing with this movie. I'm trying to tell you about Mike. Okay. Godzilla, 1985. They took the Japanese version, cut out a bunch of shit, and put in Ray Bradbury in his 60s, <laughs> playing the same character, being like, oh my god, Godzilla is back. Uh, it sucks. But I didn't watch that, un- I didn't watch the Japanese version until I'm a full-grown adult. I grew up on Godzilla Godzilla 1985. Okay. You know, that was fucking day in, day out of my house. So, watch the Japanese version of this. It's fucking awesome. It's a reboot. But it only takes the original Godzilla as something that happened, sort of like the new Halloween. Mm-hmm. Like the first one's the only one that happened. Same thing on this one, Godzilla 1984. The first one's the only one that happened, and then another another Godzilla shows up because spoilers for the original Godzilla, they kill him at the end of the movie. <laughs> oh, now and I don't want to watch next, it. Well, the next movie, another Godzilla shows oh, okay. up, so don't worry okay, about good. it. <laughs> so in this one, another Godzilla shows up, and they're like, "Holy shit, what do we do?" All politics. All boardroom meetings. This takes place in the in the mid eighties, Mike. So it's Cold War. It's Russia and the U.S. are like, we're gonna fucking nuke this thing. <laughs> and Japan's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Maybe we don't drop a nuke in Japan. And the Russia and the U.S. are like, no, we definitely have nukes ready. We can absolutely do this. <laughs> 
It, it's it's so great. A lot of political commentary on it. Um, so let's see here. In this movie, Godzilla's bad the whole time. He's a bad guy. Just like in the original and in uh, Shin Godzilla that you watched. It's attacking Japan multiple times. International tensions. Um, everybody's trying to nuke Japan. The, the Japanese response is to unleash what they call the X-1, which is a super fancy, like, flying ship type thing. Okay. And it's supposedly able to be hit by Godzilla's breath. You know, this was their sort of measure for if a Godzilla-type monster ever came back. And, you know, they, they they use science to defeat the monster again, much like the original, but in a more naturalistic way. Uh, I'm not going to spoil the end of the movie since you haven't seen it, but they lure Godzilla away from Tokyo and they incapacitate him um, just to like, you know, get him out of the way. No nukes. You're like, okay, great. Everything's solved. Okay. I should have mentioned that this, they, they split up the the Japanese Godzillas. They split them up into multiple time periods. Okay. The original time period is called the Showa period. And these are all based on Japanese politics. These aren't really based on anything else. It's just, the political spectrum in Japan at the time. So the Showa period was from 1954 with the original movie to 1975 uh, with uh, the, the last film was Terror of Mechagodzilla. The Heisei series, or Heisei, I don't know how to say it, is from Godzilla 1984 to 1995 with Godzilla vs. Destroya. <clears throat> then there's the Millennium series, starts with Godzilla 2000, to Godzilla Final Wars, and then what they call the Rewa period, which is another political name for it. I don't know what any of this means. If you ask me who <laughs> these people are or whatever, I have no fucking idea. Maybe it's the, whatever, the Prime Minister of Japan. I don't know. That one is from Shin Godzilla, and so far there's also been three animated Netflix movies that take place like 30,000 years in the future. So it's, you know, they're not really related. It could be anything. Okay. Then there's all the American movies. Nobody gives a shit. Those aren't categorized. But so that's the thing. They're broken down into these different sections. So the Return of Godzilla or Godzilla 1984 is the start of the High Size series. And that's the one I sort of watched and prepped for this podcast. Because that's the one I watched probably the least. So I was like, oh, let's get something interesting in here. So directly following Godzilla 1984 is this movie called Godzilla vs. Biolante. And this one, so the Godzilla 1984 category one, 100% political, you know, we're about stopping the monster, we don't want nukes, blah, 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 Cold War, it's, you know, it's that whole very serious setup. I think you'll like that one if you like Shin Godzilla. Okay. Godzilla versus Biollante, 100% category two. There's fucking action scenes, espionage, car chases. Kung Fu battles, fucking all kinds of shit going on. Some scientist takes a bunch of Godzilla cells they found from 1984, and they use them with some plant cells and his dead wife's DNA or something, and they create some Godzilla-killing bacteria, and then it turns into a giant monster, and Godzilla's <coughs> got to fight it. <laughs> it's fucking awesome. Balls to the wall. Loved it. They followed that up. With a solid Category 3, Mike. So we're talking three movies in a row. One was Category 1, Category 2. I'm just going to run through the plot of this one. This next one's called Godzilla vs. King Ghidorah. Okay. Brace yourself. All right. Godzilla is chilling in the ocean after his previous battle with Biollante. Okay. 
he's getting ready to fuck shit up. Scientists know about it. They're like, okay, we know we're going to have to deal with this eventually when he gets up, but we'll just see where it is for now. They detect what they think is a spaceship. It lands on Earth, and they're like, oh my god, it's aliens. Turns out, they're time travelers in this UFO, and they came from the future, right? All right. They say they want to eliminate the Godzilla problem this time period has. So here's their plan. They're going to travel back in time to World War II and get rid of the creature that would eventually become Godzilla. Turns out Godzilla was actually a Godzilla-saurus dinosaur that had helped a bunch of World War II Japanese soldiers defeat the Americans on this particular island. So they, so these time travelers gather up some present-day people. They time travel back to the 1940s. They watch this Godzilla-saurus dinosaur fuck up a bunch of American soldiers and protect the Japanese ones. They also have a futuristic Terminator with them. He's a robot that can move really fast and is super strong. I don't know. Um, after all, all the soldiers leave the island, including the Japanese ones, that are really sad because this Godzilla-saurus got fucked up by the Americans' guns. Uh, but they're like, alright, we have to leave the island. We've been transferred. We're really sorry, Godzilla-saurus. They have this big ceremony where they're saluting this dead rubber dinosaur. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's fucking... It's so awesome. So... They go through this whole thing. They, they leave. As soon as they leave, the time travelers transport the injured dinosaur from this island using teleportation and time travel into the back into the future, the 1990s. Secretly, they have stored aboard three little alien fairy creatures that they leave on the island. Wait, fairies? Like They've got like wings. They're like, I don't know. They look like fairies. That's the best way I could describe them. Okay. Not human-like, but sort of like, I don't know, they got like a dumb little face, and they've got fur on them and wings. So they leave these creatures on the, on the island, and then tr- time travel back into the 1990s. Back in the 90s, they found out that these three aliens got hit by the nukes that were originally supposed to turn the dinosaur into Godzilla. And those three aliens turned into King Ghidorah. So now there's no Godzilla, and there's King Ghidorah, and King Ghidorah's fucking up Tokyo. Just blowing it up. And they're like, oh no, where's Godzilla? Oh, we forgot. We, there was no Godzilla because we didn't create him. And they're like, shit, what are we going to do? So the Japanese in the 1990s go, okay. They time traveled that dinosaur into the 90s. If we hit that dinosaur with a nuke, it'll turn into Godzilla. They're like, brilliant. All right, so then we just got to do that. So they set up this whole thing where they're going to nuke where they think the alien sent the dinosaurs to the bottom of the ocean or something. Like, you're like, okay, all right, I don't know how that's going to work. The aliens stop them, and the Japanese are like, fuck, now we're never going to be able to have another Godzilla. But it turns out, luckily enough, a sub, an atomic submarine had crashed in that same area. And the Godzilla-saurus had been feeding off of radiation for 25 years and is now a full-blown Godzilla. (laughs) So they erased Godzilla from history and immediately recreated him. (laughs) So Godzilla's back. He fights King Ghidorah. They get into a battle. Godzilla fucking whips his ass, tears his fucking head off, throws him into the ocean like a bitch. And he's like, what up? Now I'm fucking a fuck up Tokyo because these assholes treated me like shit. So he starts fucking up Tokyo, and the Japanese go, holy shit, 
how do we stop Godzilla now? We've got no King Ghidorah to stop him. <laughs> so one of the time travelers who's like a good person goes, okay, we're going to, we're going to take over. Oh no, we're going to stop my evil time traveling friends because they're controlling King Ghidorah or something. Okay. I, no, I'm already losing myself in this description <clears throat> because it's, it's so fucking insane. So they use the Terminator to ha- get into a car chase with a guy. And by that, I mean Terminator 2 style on foot. The Terminator's running after the car, flips this Jeep over and like pulls these guys out, takes them back to the evil layer base. The girl manages to reprogram the Terminator. So now it's good. And now they take over the evil, a- the evil future people's base and get control of the spaceship. So they go, okay, we're going to solve this Godzilla problem. So they transport King Ghidorah's dead body at the bottom of the ocean into the future. Then they go into the future and then instantly come back with a giant mecha King Ghidorah to fight Godzilla. Eventually, it just comes to a stalemate. The mecha King Ghidorah is ruined and Godzilla's just like, all right, I'm leaving and like leaves. <laughs> and they're like, oh. The end. Also, there's a telepath in the movie. Oh, I don't know that they. Explain. Of course, there is. <laughs> of course, there is. This is what I'm talking about, Mike. This is a solid level three. Fucking crazy. That's that sounds amazing. Oh, I recommend it. You know what I'm really upset about? I after the day after I watch this movie, go on my Facebook. And the local movie theater by me, you know, sometimes plays crazy movies. Yeah. In fact, t- tonight I'm going to see Bubba Hotep in the movie theater. Oh, that's awesome. Very excited. In a couple weeks, they're doing a double feature of one of the movies is Godzilla versus King Ghidorah. And I'm like, God damn it. I just watched that. I would have been great in the theater. So, so then he's got a few other movies, right? In this series, he fights Mothra. Nothing too crazy happens in that. You know, it's just sort of a back and forth monster battle. The, I think the telepath is back in it. There's another one where he, it's called Godzilla versus Mecha Godzilla 2, which is weird because in this timeline, there's no one. Okay. But there is a Mecha God, Mecha, Godzilla versus Mecha Godzilla 1. That's back in the 60s when he <laughs> fought it. So I don't know. So that one again, it's, it, it's not that crazy, but it's a, it's a little weird. It's got Rodan in it. He's pretty fucking cool. He turns into Fire Rodan to fight Mechagodzilla, and then Mechagodzilla kills Rodan, but Rodan gives all his power to Godzilla, and now Godzilla not only has atomic breath, but he also has fire breath that he got from Rodan. That sounds... This is, like, blowing my mind. I didn't know it was so convoluted. And and the crazy part, it connects. So now, let me run you through the next one. I didn't watch this one, but um, I remember a little bit of the plot. Godzilla versus Space Godzilla. In this one, I believe it's explained that back when Biolante, the the biological creature created with plants and this guy's wife and whatever, when it disappeared from the Earth, it sent all of its ashes or whatever into the atmosphere and they made it out to space. Apparently, those space particles contained Godzilla DNA and that attached to some space crystals, went through a black hole... And came out as Space Godzilla. <laughs> and Mothra figured this out. She went out there to go stop Space Godzilla. Of course. Space Godzilla kicks her ass. 
shows up on Earth, and Godzilla's got to stop him. Luckily, Godzilla now has the Rodan Heat Ray, sort of like going Super Saiyan in Dragon Ball Z. So he waits until the last minute, and then he's like, oh yeah, I'm just going to fuck this guy up. And then, you know, that's the end of that movie. There's probably more that happens, but again, I didn't watch this one. Now that brings us, Mike, to Godzilla vs. Destroya, which you just watched. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh... <clears throat> Okay, so uh, none of that crazy shit really happens in here. I think they, like, kind of toned it down, unless I miss, like, multiple references to those fucking movies. Very slight. Oh, I forgot to mention one thing. Um, I, I should have mentioned this. In um, Godzilla vs. Mechagodzilla 2, when they find Rodan, they find he came out of an egg. They find another egg, and they go, holy shit, it's another Rodan egg. Let's take it back, and we'll study it. They take it back, it opens up, it's not Rodan, it's a baby Godzillasaurus! And they're like, oh shit, we got a baby Godzillasaurus now. But at the end of that particular movie, the telepath goes, you know what? We shouldn't have this baby Godzillasaurus. So she telepathically contacts Godzilla (laughs) and and has him take the baby with him. Okay. (laughs) So... That explains in Godzilla vs. Des- Destroya, where another Godzilla... Comes Which from. they call him Godzilla Jr. Godzilla Jr., correct. <clears throat> okay, so in Godzilla vs. Destroya, keep in mind, I have not seen any of the previous ones, so there's going to be a yes. lot of shit that just <laughs> flew past me. So, But there's telepaths. <laughs> yeah, so... Uh, the opening is like Godzilla just terrorizing Tokyo. It's just like destroying everything and he's glowing and jesus and uh they're worried that he's gonna you know explode and if he explodes he somehow uh destroys earth's atmosphere causing us to go into like a nuclear winter and he's just like an atomic bomb times like a billion or whatever so they try to get all the, uh, you know, like top guys around. They're trying to figure it out. So, so apparently there is a lab or something that has oxygen. You're gonna have to help me out here because I. I <laughs> <clears throat> so it has like oxygen uh, destroyer. That's what they call it. Right. So one big thing is in the original Godzilla movie, the 1954 film. How they kill Godzilla is with the oxygen destroyer weapon that was developed by a scientist with an eye patch, and he kills himself delivering the weapon because he doesn't want the weapon falling into the hands of the military, and he's the only guy that knows how to use it. Okay. So, so the, the, like they know a way to stop Godzilla is with this weapon because that's how they killed one of them already. But they're like, no one knows how to do it because that guy's dead. Okay, so in the ashes of that, what is with the deal with these new uh, thing? Like, has like its DNA mixed with that, and that's what comes out is these little destroyer like right, monsters. So watching it, watching it this afternoon, <clears throat> they're they're digging a tunnel under. Uh, what is it? The Bay of Tokyo? Mm-hmm. I don't know. What the fuck's it called? Tokyo Bay? I don't know. So they're digging a tunnel. They hit a spot where all the elevators and all the equipment melts. And they're like, holy shit, this is the spot where we killed that original Godzilla. 
so there's something fucked up over here. They take some samples, and I believe they find that in Earth's past, there was a zero oxygen atmosphere, and there was life that lived there or something, and they think that the oxygen destroyer weapon mixed with the radioactive Godzilla DNA or something, I don't know, it made these little monsters. Yeah, and these little monsters kind of like break out of the lab. And there's, like, a kind of cool, like, a straight out of a horror movie scene. Yes! Very horror! Yeah, because, like, these little destroyer things have, like, the xenomorph mouth within a mouth thing. Mm-hmm. And it tries to go after this, like, newswoman. And through a car, and then she gets saved by one of the, like, uh, main scientists. And, ah, man, I know I'm skipping through a lot, but, like, eventually this destroyer, like, evolves into this giant fucking bigger than Godzilla beast. Yeah, they all all the little ones combined. Yeah. Okay, yeah, that's what they yeah. said. All the little ones combined too. But there there's some in the the ending where they're right, like right, jumping right. on Godzilla. So uh so this thing's like terrorizing the city. So what there so there's Godzilla Jr. I, from what yep. Ryan said from the previous movie. Okay, this is like I'm really trying to make sense of all this. So <laughs> he Godzilla Jr. just shows up in the, the water, and you know he's a good Godzilla because no one's trying to fucking kill him. And he doesn't stomp. Right. He comes up around this beach, and he doesn't just fucking kill everybody on the beach. He kind of like walks alongside him. And he's like, "Hello," and all of these people are like, "Oh, look, it's Godzilla Jr. He didn't die." So, because they thought he was dead, because from the last movie they like used a nuke it, or something, yeah. and they thought he just like died. I said, I didn't, I didn't watch Space Godzilla. There, <laughs> there might have been a nuke scene where they nuked him. I don't know. I didn't so Godzilla Junior is just like walking around, and they, they still have this Godzilla problem, and they know that Godzilla is gonna explode. So what they want to do is they want Godzilla to fight uh, Destroya, because that's their only hope. Right, because Destroya has the oxygen destroyer ability or something, and they think like that will shut down Godzilla without him blowing up. I think that's the idea of yeah. it. So they lure Godzilla Jr. to Destroya so they could fight because they know Godzilla will want to meet up with Godzilla Jr. since they are the same species. Right. So Godzilla Jr. is fighting and getting his ass kicked by Destroya. <laughs> Tell me you did not laugh during that the fight scenes of Godzilla Jr. and the, uh, and the bigger monster. I, I was because, like, they added, like, this. It's so dramatic. Yes! And <laughs> they take it so they seriously. They take it so seriously. Because, like, obviously, uh, Godzilla Jr., he gets his ass handed to him, and he's basically dying on the street. And, like, the two uh, women... The two psychics. Get... <laughs> were they psychics? <laughs> yes. I didn't know they were psychics. They were both psychics. Okay. <laughs> so the two psychics were jumped, like, out of, like, from a helicopter when it landed, and it runs over to Godzilla Jr., and they're just staring at, like you said before, this, like, giant rubber puppet whose, like, <laughs> eyes are, like, shutting, and they're like, Godzilla Jr., you can't die. And, like, there's this, like, somber music playing, and you see, like, tears running down their face and everything. I'm like, oh, my God. And, like, uh, Destroya uses that xenomorph mouth to, like, keep, like, 
fighting Godzilla Jr. And he tries to fight back, but he ultimately, like, I think just dies. And uh, Yeah, basically. And uh, so Godzilla comes over. And he sees that Godzilla Jr. is dead. And he starts having a tantrum. And he starts, like, waving his arms around. He starts, like, using his fire breath a little bit because he's all pissed off. And Destroy and Godzilla, you know, end up fighting each other. And they have a freeze ray because they try to freeze Godzilla earlier in the film. The scientists. The scientists, they, yes. They try, to, they try to freeze Godzilla earlier in the film. So they see Destroyer kind of trying to get get away, and uh, they're like, "Ah, oh, use the freeze ray on him!" So they 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 use the freeze ray on Destroyer, and Destroyer falls from the sky because he tries flying away because he can fly now, and Godzilla just like ends up whooping his ass, and then by the time Destroyer is dead, Godzilla starts to go into meltdown mode, and then they just start shooting him. Well, yeah, so the, the the whole idea was that when he melts down, if his body goes, whatever, super critical or whatever the fuck, whatever it is, then that's when the explosion happens that destroys the atmosphere. Right. So they're trying to freeze him to prevent it from exploding. Yeah, so they just show Godzilla melting away. He's just melting. He's not going to explode. And he just melts into obscurity. And then the movie ends. Well, so you're missing one. What am I missing? A very important final part. Oh yeah, yeah. What's what? What was? I didn't understand that part. Okay, so what happened was as he uh, he melts down right, and there's a big cloud of smoke, and there's fucking lightning, and there's glitter everywhere, just everywhere, glitter coming all over the place, and the glitter, if you watch previous Godzilla films, is signifying his life force. So big meltdown, Godzilla unloads his entire life force into baby Godzilla or Godzilla Jr. And then after all the fucking smoke clears, all you see is Godzilla Jr. stand up and he lets out one roar and he's full Godzilla now. He's got his full spines and everything. He's no longer Godzilla Jr. He's full Godzilla. And then at the end, they show the clip from the very first appearance of Godzilla where he come, uh, it's his head coming up, it's black and white, it's uh, stop motion, it's his head coming up from a hill and looking forward and letting out a roar. That's how the first time you see Godzilla in the original movie was done. So it was like, that, and, and that, Mike, Godzilla vs. Destroya, is the end of that series. I see, okay. So you, you watched the, whatever, um, the end game of that Godzilla <laughs> series. All right. I, I mean, so, I liked um, it. I thought it was fun. I will tell you, Mike, I have, I've watched that one maybe one time in my life. And watching it again, that might be my new favorite Godzilla. Yeah, movie. it was It was a lot of fun. Like, they take it so seriously. I, oh, And so how serious. about when they're, like, it. they're as Godzilla's melting and they're shooting them, that music they're playing is, like, oh it's God. so sad. Like, so, what the fuck? background, <laughs> backside to the podcast... I'm watching the end of this movie, and Mike goes, hey, I'm ready to start. And I'm like, no, dude, I need like five <laughs> more minutes. It's like right when Godzilla is starting to melt, his like back, his dorsal fins yeah. are melting. And I'm like, no, we're not doing this now. I gotta wait. I gotta watch the whole thing now. <laughs> yeah, man, it was, it was just like crazy, but I, I appreciate their like passion for it, you know? They didn't make it yeah, like, it, they make them goofy, but... 
they take them seriously, which I really like. I mean, that's that you, you gotta watch one of those mysteries. You gotta watch the Godzilla vs. Megalon <laughs> if you think this was goofy. <laughs> no fucking idea. <laughs> but no, I love this movie. I thought it was so much. It was fun. It, it had a lot of heart in it. They had horror elements. They had political sci-fi, like all kinds of crazy shit. This one of this entire series, they really took it back to the original and were really using that as a template. And like, you know, pulling stuff out of it to be like, this is the important stuff we saw. We know this isn't the end of Godzilla. You know this isn't the end of Godzilla. They're going to make more, which is why they had that baby Godzilla. But, um, this was the end of that series, Mike. The next one is another movie where the only previous film that had happened is the 1954 Godzilla Okay. So the next one is another complete reboot, essentially. But they keep it very mild. So if you want to, you can sort of think in your head that maybe this is the story of that baby, of that Godzilla Jr. continued. Like, you know, it's one of those things that there's not really a line that says none of the other ones happened, but it's it's meant to be implied. Right. So, yeah, we're not going to go into all of those. There's, you know, a million more Godzilla movies, but I think that's a nice wrap up of that middle series. I think I think it does a really good job. So what do you think, Mike? Do you want to check out more Godzilla? Yes, I do. I uh, from what just what you said, like that sounds like such a crazy and just reading the final wars uh, like description. Oh, my God, oh, my kitty. Oh, and uh, <laughs> he's stomping in. Um, I will say Final Wars does include the 1998 Matthew Broderick Godzilla. Does it really? So that Godzilla character, to- Toho, the film company that owns Godzilla, had to sign off for that movie to be made. Yeah. So they agreed to it and they own the rights to the character. So they used that kill character in Final Wars. Yeah, I think I, I watched a video somewhere around. Like, they didn't like the way it went, though, anyway. So they just used it. They were like, fuck you. We're just going to use it anyway. Well, the funny part is, I, I'm, I'm not going to say all the characters in the movie, but the majority of them are all rubber costumes and guys in costumes. Right. Traditional Godzilla affair. That particular one was 100% CGI, which does make it look fucking weird. You're like, why is there a guy in a rubber suit? fight in a cartoon right um but uh it, it it's it's so short and so stupid and they disrespect that godzilla so much that i love it <laughs> just like fuck this thing it fucking sucks they, they take they they rename it zilla the matthew broderick one and he fights godzilla in australia in sydney and it's a three second fight with i think blink 182 playing in the background okay and Godzilla picks him up and throws him into the Sydney Opera House and then blows him up with his atomic breath. And that's the That's end. awesome. <laughs> it's What great. about the, uh, I heard negative things about the series. What do you mean? The, the, the TV the, the series? Cart- isn't there a cartoon series on Netflix or something? Uh Oh, okay. Oh, I see what you're saying. Okay, because there was there was a cartoon series after, after Matthew Broderick's movie. That was I didn't watch it. I, don't, I have no idea about that. That was in the '90s, so you'd have to look that up yourself. But I did watch those Netflix animated series, and mm, they're kind of boring. And honestly, they repeat themselves. Like each storyline is too much of the same of the previous story. So, 
it's a problem I have with a lot of sort of anime that they take a long fucking time to say something. I feel that's what these movies suffer from as well. There's part if you look on Netflix in the U.S. at least, it's listed as Godzilla One, Godzilla Two, and Godzilla Three. And I don't know, man. I'm not gonna say I recommend them because I really don't. If you're into anime, maybe mm-hmm. like if you really like anime and you like a, want a little Godzilla in it, then check it out. But I don't know. I I I didn't really like them. I got into it and I go. I guess I gotta finish these. I've already watched part yeah. one. So, I didn't actually know they were full-length movies until I watched the entirety of the first one. <laughs> like, I thought it was, like, a three-part series that were, you know, I don't know, maybe 30 minutes each. So, I just put it on, and I'm like, man, this is this is long. And then I made it all the way through, and I'm like, oh, that's like an hour and a half. Oh, this is a full movie. Oh. <laughs> but not enough happened yeah. to make it a full movie. So, I, I don't recommend it. Stick with the classic Godzillas. This this uh, high si- high say series, whatever you say, is uh, was really enjoyable. I feel like I'm gonna go back and watch Godzilla versus Space Godzilla just to finish it up. The one I did not see. There's, I mean, I think there's a lot of material for us to to talk about for Godzilla. It seems. Oh yeah, yeah. If you know, I don't know if you guys are if you're interested. I mean, I know Shane says he doesn't like the Godzilla movies, which is one of the reasons he didn't want to come on today. He had something going on, and he was like, "Oh, you're talking Godzilla? No." <laughs> <laughs> which I could see. It's not for everybody. Yeah. You know, it gets real goofy at times. The storyline's insane. It gets so weird. But I enjoy it. I think it's fun. I sort of grew up on it. My brother was obsessed with Godzilla when I was growing up. So. I'm exposed. Yeah, I got you. All right, Mike. I think that's about it. Any other uh, Godzilla thoughts you want to give? Uh, no, I'm um, pretty good because I feel like I've watched the more tame ones. So I would have to really watch the other ones to form a proper opinion on a lot of these. Check out. Uh, you're going to like <clears throat> 1984. That's It's a classic, in my opinion. That was one of the ones I grew up on. I think you're going to like that one. Okay. So definitely check that one out. And the others, I'm not going to say I recommend them as good movies, other than the original. The original is a fucking masterpiece, man. It's it's brilliant. Got to watch it in Japanese. You got to watch with the subtitles. It's so good. Cool. So there's a it's a there's a Criterion Blu-ray of it that I recommend. Oh okay. Yeah, I gotta I gotta buy uh, Shin Godzilla in this one. Yeah, Shin Godzilla, I think I just got recently. It should be pretty easy to find. I'm Amazoning it up now. Uh-oh. The Blu-ray is only like 18 bucks. It was 35 Oh, I, I didn't get it for 35 Oh, it's a Blu-ray plus DVD plus ultraviolet, whatever the fuck that means. Now, I think that's cl- ended now. I think they shut ultraviolet down. It's a pretty badass poster for the the Blu-ray itself. I you probably have the same one, but it's just like the head with a red background. Yeah, that's pretty yep. cool. Good stuff. Yeah, like you said, you mentioned this earlier. Godzilla posters are always awesome. Yeah, I didn't think they were so if cool. If you're ever looking at it like a movie, check out like just type in whatever the movie is and look at the Japanese version of the poster. It's amazing. Yeah, they just uh, Studio Ghibli, which I mentioned earlier for Nino Kuni games. They um. It's uh, Spirited Away is airing in China for the first time, and they're uh, China is making like movie posters for 
spirited away and they just look unbelievable <laughs> it's just really cool I, i'm like a po i love a good poster you know the good artwork it's fucking awesome yeah so oh one thing i will say godzilla wise uh one of my favorite artists uh he's a comic book artist and also does uh various other things jeff zorno uh, did a run on some Godzilla comics. I forget what shit. I should have looked it up. I should have looked up which company it was because there's been a million Godzilla comics. This was in the mid 2000s. Um, and it, he is fantastic. He makes so many awesome Godzilla, um, like posters and comic books and everything else. The guy's really talented. And he did that one I sent to you, Mike, of the Godzilla versus Batman. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I had him sign that. I saw him That's at a convention awesome. once and I'm like, dude, you got to sign this. So good, but yeah, uh, the G Man, I like him. I like a lot of his stuff, but I am willing to say most of his movies are fucking ridiculous. <laughs> they're they're not meant to be serious. Like you saw one of the only serious ones. It seems like, that Shin way. Godzilla. Yeah, yeah. So most of them aren't like that. <laughs> I wouldn't get used to it. <laughs> they're mostly crazy, but I enjoy them from a crazy aspect, and. I don't know. Yeah, that's about it. So, I guess maybe sometime we'll come back and do some horror movies. But yeah, next time there's always there's always horror movies to talk about. So yeah, it's, it's Shane's fault for not showing up. And it is. Control. He's probably just who knows what he's doing right now. <laughs> anyway, all right. So I want to thank everybody for listening. And uh, if you want to get a hold of the podcast again, all you need is blood pod at gmail .com. The Facebook group, all you need is blood. Our Instagram account that Mike runs, uh, All You Need Is Blood Podcast. If you want to get a hold of me directly, at uh, Ryan Tudelo on Twitter. All You Need Ryan on Instagram. I'm on Facebook and the uh, upcoming HorrorMovies.com message board you can find me on as well. Yeah, I'm on the uh, message board, Facebook group. Uh, Instagram is, my personal Instagram is Whittemore, which is my last name. And, uh... Yeah, the All You Need Blood podcast, Instagram, which I try to update. So, yeah. All right, great. Well, thanks, everybody, for listening. Mike, thanks for, thanks for coming on and uh, opening your mind to the Godzilla yeah, world. Yeah, I feel, I feel pretty ignorant to not see the rest of them, but I will. No, dude, dude. It's like 30-something <laughs> movies. You should not be expected to be exposed to that nonsense. <laughs> I kind of like that you have, like, you know... A virgin aspect right, to it. right 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 like i don't know it was kind of <laughs> weird this guy was like an alien you're like aliens <laughs> aliens there's fucking telepaths everywhere so yeah it was great um yeah i'll catch you guys next time and uh i'll just say bye for now yeah. all right <laughs>